Slip the jab. This is not a therapy session. And now, this is the moment fans have been waiting for. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it's time! Three, big drama show, let's go, let's do it. It was only a matter of time. It's always just a matter of time. Just imagine if you bought a ticket. Stop it, Trent. You can stop it any time. My goodness! Now he's, he's got, got the best! Right now. That's it! He's out! Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Slip the Jab. I am your host, Lino the Cake. With me, as always, my best friend and co-host, Ian Ebbett. And Judge Mike Bell needs to be investigated <laughs> by the FBI. <laughs> you're, you're not wasting time today. You're just jumping in. There was no other way to, to start the podcast today. I almost... I almost don't want to make a, a joke out of it, and I almost sort of don't even feel like talking about it because I already spoke about it so much with so many other people since Saturday, which I hate doing. If you say, you know, you drop a couple takes here or there after the fight, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbery, she won, congratulations, mm-hmm. oh, blah, blah, blah. But this was the first time in a really long time that I went super in depth with people about this, like multiple people about the fight. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it took a little bit out of me, but don't worry. I'm sure that uh, <laughs> you saved enough, we can get you yeah, saved enough energy to throw yeah, something in here. Yes. I'm sure we can get the, the engines rolling. <laughs> and uh, I actually think that I might even found this dude on Twitter. I think it's at Michael Bell MMA. So to all the listeners out there, but he's an older guy. Reach out to that he picture is lo- not he, an older guy. I think I saw the picture you're talking about. Here, I'll you can tell me if it looks like him because I saw a different picture. And I you saw honest, the one with the goatee. To be honest, I don't know. You know, I don't know which picture. I don't know what Michael Bell looks like. I'm going to show Mike you what Bell. he. Lo- so I'm going to show you exactly what I, he. Looks I saw like. one picture somebody put up. I saw the other one. I know that they didn't look as close to each other. So I don't know if okay. one are right or none of them. There's are. three pictures of them right there. That's actually four pictures of them. Okay, Where are we so at? Me- this one's confirmed that that's him, right there. And if you guys want to see okay. what he looks like, just Google Judge Mike Bell. But this right here is confirmed that that's him. This is his Twitter biopic, the one for that Twitter page. That's that really him. Yeah, yeah, that's him without the goatee. And then here's another one here. He has, the and then goatee. he's got hair there. And then so how he, old is here, that one? here's another doesn't one of him, him, but he, he doesn't have hair, hair here. Huh? Here's another one of him, but he doesn't have hair again. Okay, he looks different without face, and he obviously looks younger. He's been judging, I think, for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this isn't which, his which first Which makes rodeo. this even more baffling. Yes, which makes it even more baffling. Correct. I don't understand. I just don't understand. But if you guys want to holler at him, it's at Michael <laughs> Bell MMA and reach out to him. Ask him, why the 10-8? Why the 10-8? And uh, why, why won't you or the Nevada Commission, why are you guys refusing to address it? They reached out to multiple people, have reached out to them now, asking them to address the situation, and they refuse to. What are you so afraid of? Yeah. Give your view. I mean, I mean, why not give your view? Even if the whole world disagrees, you still came to that conclusion for a reason. Why not 
share it. It is your job. You you did it. So why Wouldn't not? Wouldn't you want to clear it up right yeah. away? You can instantly clear it up. Or why would you not want to clear it up if you don't have something to hide? Or you could get on and I mean you could say, you know what? I you I think you guys are right. I made a mistake. And then we're like, okay, people make mistakes. If you say, here's what I thought, I did this, and maybe maybe you convince the masses that you scored right and we were wrong. We have this conversation every week, right? We, last week we were talking about Izzy and Strickland, and you sort of thought maybe Izzy, and I thought Strickland, but I thought it was very close. Other people were dead set. It was a, We've yes. had the conversation in the past with Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier in their last fight. Yes. And how I believe... You know, for the first two minutes and 50 seconds of round one, Connor was clearly winning. And then for the last two two minutes and 50 seconds of the round, he was losing. And there wasn't really any damage taken. So to give that like a 10-8, people were like, oh, that's a 10-8. I was like, no way. And then that round's even, you know, I could see giving it to maybe Dustin because he finished the round strong. But they each split the round winning. So we can have these conversations. And if you feel that way, you know, share your thoughts. Maybe you messed up. Maybe, oh, I didn't consider. But, yeah, it's just weird. So this leads me down the road. And I'm going to ask you the question. All right, you ready for this question? Sure. Was Judge Mike Bell paid off or was he threatened? Because those are the only two. Those are the only two. Honestly, those are the only two logical questions I have. Yeah, I, it really is because I could sit here and you know it, it is sort of like we're making a joke, but I'm not really joking right now. I honestly think one of these two things happened. I, either yes. somebody threatened his family or him. There's there's ties to like, hey, you got to make this happen. So I think he was threatened. Or paid off. And I'm not joking. 100%. I'm not joking whatsoever. I'm not joking either. Now, because those are the only things that remotely, and I'm, we're on the same page, it seems, we're, we're, those are the only yes. things that remotely make sense of how you gave a 10 8. Our friend at Zombie Fight Fan, it's he it. said, is it corruption or is it incompetence? And I said, you can't be that incompetent. Yes. You, you can't. can't be like we've seen a lot of incompetent judges and we, we've seen a lot of incompetence in general. But for this one right here, you can't be that incompetent, especially if you've been judging for 10 years. And then I told our boy, I said, dude, go look at how he scored the, the Jack de la Madalena fight, too. He gave three rounds. I believe it was three rounds that he gave to Big Mouth. How do you give all three rounds to Big Mouth? Judging's it's terrible. It's been terrible. He's he's part of the problem. And again, we'll get back to that that judging in a second. But I I can't remember. I told somebody that I could get my eleven year old son to come down, explain the difference between a ten nine and a ten eight in very short fashion, have him watch that. And he could judge it correctly. And then he could tell me why he judged that way. With no influence me, I would just say, you know, hey, 10-8, you know, let's talk about like the three Ds. And that's what? Duration, dominance, and damage. And here's how that equation sort of fits together. So that fifth round, watch it. And then that's what 10-9 is, means you won the round. And it's easy to tell. And that first D is so key. Which is what? Let's go 
the talk. Do, you got the, the floor. Do, all right, so we just you just want to get into this? Let's go. All right, let's let, let's just get into how we judged it then. But first of all, for those who don't know, Alexa Grosso versus Valentina Shevchenko, it ended in a split draw, 48-47, 47-48, 47-47. She was able to retain the women's UFC flyweight championship thanks to Mike Bell. Hell of a fight though, right? Awesome fight. Oh, it was a great awesome fight. Awesome fight. So that, that, it was a great fight that he now ruined. Yeah, because now people are talking about... That he put a about, huge stigma on. Yeah, because now... An people, asterisk, as yep, you would say. An asterisk. And now everybody, including us, we're... I'm trying to hit the brakes, but we're... Everybody's talking about the judging instead of the fight. And that's sad because both of them are warriors. They fought for five rounds nonstop. They brought it. it a was lot a, of drama, a lot of back and forth. It was a great fight. It was. It was a terrific warriors. fight. Yeah. Great fight. Great, great fight, great event. We'll get to the event in general in a minute, too. But first, let's go over how we scored it. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear from you first. If you want to... I, 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 I I'm going to talk round by round. I'm just giving you... I'm, I'm letting you know right now, I'm going to give my thoughts round by round. You do whatever you want. You can do it as a whole and just give your card or whatever, however you want to do it. I actually want to go through how I had the damn rounds scored and go through the rounds so people understand what I'm talking about. Okay. I had... As you can see, I did save a lot of that energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's even, starting, suddenly yeah. it's starting to come out. Yeah, you're not even warmed up yet. <laughs> yeah. I had... I had Valentina winning rounds one, three, and four. And to be honest, round five was difficult to judge because... That's why you're my boy. It was... You could argue, honestly, either way. Smart people gravitate to each other. (laughs) (laughs) And... You know, the champ definitely won round two, right? right? She dropped her. She had control, so it was good. Round one, Valentina, they started feeling each other out, but she was kind of... You want me to go through the rounds? Popping strikes out. You want to piggyback off me, and you can tell me if you saw something different, since I already have them, like, sort of... Okay. All right, so let's go through the rounds together, everybody. The listeners, us two. If you if you think I say anything that's wrong or something that didn't happen that night, I'll be, stop me and you tell me. You'll know I, it. I'll yeah. say, shut the front door. Yeah, or say I disagree <laughs> or this was because of this. And, right. Okay, let's do that. Okay, so for the first round, when it started, Valentina, she had the takedown at the end with the submission attempt. And then she landed more strikes in that round. So that's a clear-cut round for Valentina. There's not really much to talk and about they, they there, were right? they crisp, fast strikes that were landing. 100%. More for her favor. Okay, so I don't think anybody's di- going to disagree that Valentina took the first round. The second round, at the beginning of the round, Valentina was lighting her up. Lighting her up. But then Alexa, she hit her with that solid right. Yep. In, she's thunder. In, she's thunder. And yep. in, in my opinion, I would consider it a flash knockdown. Like, it was nice. I mean, she did a damn somersault. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, she flew backwards. But Valentina got back up, so to me, I consider it a flash knockdown. Then Grosso had that really nice flurry against the cage. She had Valentina hurt, 100%. She She had Valentina hurt there for a second. Then Valentina took her down, and she finished the round on top. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the second round, close, but I edged it out to Grosso for damage. Correct. Okay, great. Let's go to the third round. In the third round, Valentina had the mounted guillotine. It was two minutes in, and that shit was tight. Yeah. It was tight. Grasso 
She was lucky, in my opinion. She was lucky that she was able to land some strikes off of her back. Mm -hmm. When Valentina had her back, she was able to land some strikes. If she wasn't able to land those strikes, in my opinion, I think that could have been a 10-8. But yeah, we could talk about like the fact that if for some reason you somehow, in a fictional world, gave Grosso a 10-8 and a 5th, then you, by your logic that you came up with that, by your nonsense MMA mathematics, then you would have had to have given Valentina a 10-8 for that round. Thank you. Especially was, the, in the choke was tighter. Yeah. And there was it was more time. Yes. In, in dominance. Yes. For Valentina in the third than it was for Grosso in the fifth. 100%. And the only reason when I watched, the first time I gave it a 10-8, then I watched it the second time, and I noticed she did land a few strikes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, I was like, they're pity pat strikes, but she still landed some strikes. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, give her the ten eight for this. But it was a clear cut round for Valentina, in my opinion. Okay, fourth round, fourth round. Valentina's piecing her up for two minutes until she went for the takedown. She, you know, she messes up. Grasso gets her neck, and then she started throwing the illegal knees to the back of the head. I would, I would say they were legal. The hand was sort of touching down. She, she didn't have weight on the hand. She was using hand as the excuse not to get need, and you're not allowed to do that. So that was Valentina trying to put the hand down so she would not be able to get need, but she didn't have any weight on it, and you're not allowed to, to play that little back-and-forth game. So when you get caught with those, that's on you for trying to play that game. So I wouldn't call those illegal. Okay. I'm sorry, I misspoke. I meant to say illegal knee, not illegal knees. The third one. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not saying that the third knee was illegal because her hands were down. I think the third knee was illegal because she hit her in the back of the head. Oh, okay. Did you see it? Do you remember I don't it? Remember Do you want to see it right now? Sure. Do you want to see it yeah, right now? Sure, okay, I, I'll pull it up right now. I want you to see. Because I, I want you to tell me if this. Valentine in the back of the head, which the ref called out, but that wasn't the knee sequence. Okay, she goes for the takedown. Gets her neck. One, two, three. That one. Did you see the third one? Did you see the third? Even that one. And I didn't even catch that one that night. Tell me tell me, two of those weren't illegal, dude. Watch. Just watch it again. Legal. Legal. Illegal. Legal. Legal. Illegal. She threw two illegal knees, dude, to the back of the head. Yeah. I didn't see nobody stop. Her Dean didn't say shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but there could be an argument. the The placement of the knee on those two did hit the back of the head. So, in where they hit and where they landed is an illegal spot. But it it sort of falls under the same premise that they they wouldn't count to be illegal because in the middle of the sequence. Valentina's head went down more. So same thing with if I am, you're against the fence, right? Maybe mm-hmm. I have you pushed up against the fence with one hand and I punch you in the face and then I punch you in the face again. And then I'm about to punch you in the face the third time. And then you turn your head real quick the other way. And then I hit you in the back of the heck or the ba- back of the head rather, or the back of the neck where it hit is illegal, but I'm not getting in trouble because 
you because t- you turned at the last second when it was in motion. That's on you because you exposed an illegal spot. It's different if but by saying it, that- it's different if okay, you're not moving whatsoever, you know, and somebody's hitting, hitting, and then they hit the back of the head. Well, you hit the back of the head. That's illegal. But at the last second, if you turn, that's on you. And the refs will tell you that, that fact also, that if it's in motion, if I'm mid-hook and you turn and it catches you somewhere illegal, that's on you. Because that's not me. Okay, I'm controlling my weapons. But by you that chose log- to put but- your bad injury spot, illegal spot, into play. But by that logic, if I have both my hands down on the mat, if I have one hand on the mat, okay, you go throw a knee and it's legal, and then I go to put another one down to try to stop you from throwing the knees, and you go and you throw the knee again. By that logic, you're saying that that's that's still legal if you because I it, went to go put my hand down on the mat. If you did it at the like my knee is already on its way, it's about to hit you, and then you put them both down and you get hit. Well, that's sort of on you because you. You weren't actually a downed opponent. You tried to play the game, and you did it too late. You thought she was turning her head? I mean, her head. You think she was purposely turning her head? It looked like it was in the uh, same position to me. Watch it again. I mean, That's okay. Was, Listen, here's, okay. here's my whole point of what the illegal needs. I'm not saying she needed to get disqualified. Okay. My whole point is there's some people out there that think that Grosso won the fourth round because of the knees. Okay. Okay. Let, let's let's say that all the knees the, the the knees were legal. Grosso only won a minute of that round. After the was knees, it a minute? I think I had it at forty plus seconds. What? Well, well, yeah. Okay. Of a forty five minute round. Uh, after the knee, she had to take down, which Valentina changed the position immediately. Right after that, she changed the position. Three and a half minutes into the fourth, that's whenever Valentina threw the elbow and sliced her. Her damage. eye open. That's damage. Huge damage. Huge damage. Yeah. And then she had to take down with 30 seconds left in, and she had her back. So I thought it was a clear round for Valentina, and I'm just I'm bringing up the knees because you can't give the round to Grasso because she hit her with a few knees. Again, because of the, what was the first D? Duration. Yeah. Okay, so how do you give the fourth round to Grasso? How do you do that? How I, do you do that because of a few knees that she threw? It was a great sequence of almost getting an armbar landing the knees it was a great sequence but it was a very short-lived sequence and and valentina had uh, awesome sequences too that were like you said longer you yes. know she did damage she did this she tuned her up before that so you're right it just you know her her knees hits against the fence slam armbar thing you know great I, it was just not enough for a round. Right. Okay, now let's get to the fifth, because that's it, right? This is the round that everybody wants to talk about, mm-hmm. and this is the hill that I will die on forever. Let's go over the fifth round together. When the fifth round starts, Valentina is lighting her up the for three and is, a half minutes. The jab She's is on point On now. point. She is having the best striking of the entire fight. It was in the fifth round, three and a half minutes, Grosso was moving a little slow and couldn't dodge. Valentino's jab was even more on tune and speedy. And and Grosso, maybe it was due to fatigue or just getting hit, but now she's not getting out of the way of it kind of at all. Right. She was a little more, a little tiny. I don't want to use, I'll use the word lethargic, but a, a tiny bit. Right. So she's getting, she's getting lit up, right? Then... 
she messes up and it almost reminded me of the first fight oh, she goes for the takedown which thought. which after after we're done breaking down this right and uh, this round rather excuse me and recapping it i want you to tell me exactly how she messed up because for me all i know is she somehow messed up when she went for the takedown and she allowed grasso to get her back just like the first fight i don't know technically how that all went down i want you to explain it to me but i just want to get this out first okay so don't let me forget okay so grasso gets her back she sinks in the choke we can't even see the choke. We can't see the lock. We don't know how tight it is. Valentina's not moving. There's no panic. There's no sign of any. For all we know, that thing wasn't even really locked in that good. It okay. could have been tight. So, it could have been not at all. It could have been, and it could have been it not at been, all. She could have had a hand and wrist in, in it as a blocker. It yeah, could have been. It could have been straight optics. That whole thing could have been straight optics. Because for me, people talk about, uh, I was uh, uh, arguing with some piece of shit <laughs> fucking weirdo last night. And he's telling me, how can you score the fifth round for Valentina when Grosso had one minute of domination? He called it one minute of domination where Valentina was trying to survive. These are the words he's using. Okay. The only time that Grosso really had Valentina in trouble in the fifth was actually before the choke, not the choke. Valentina wasn't in trouble during the choke. It was before the choke when she was landing some of those strikes. Yeah, that that and she was covered up with both both arms mounted, trying to move and escape, and and she was blocking them, but they were unanswered. Grasso was hitting, un, hitting her and unanswered as she was rolling around, covering up with both. Exactly. And that was the danger. Yeah. That was the only danger that Valentina was in from her in that entire round. Because after the choke, when Valentina changes positions, yeah, Grasso gets her back, but she doesn't do anything with she Even the strikes she was trying to land... They weren't doing it. How you were saying, like, with Connor and Poirier. Mm -hmm. Nothing was really doing. Everything was pretty much getting blocked. Yeah. Okay. So this whole argument that I have with this dude started because somebody, because Bisbing, Bisbing said that he scored it four rounds to one and he gave her the fifth. And then some other people jumped in and said, I gave her the fifth too. And this dude, I, I should have just fucking kept it moving is what I should have done. <laughs> I was trying to just like, I, I don't know. I'm stupid. I need to learn my lesson. I really need to learn my lesson that there's just not enough people out there that you can have civilized conversations with. All I said was, I, I forgot what he did. He insulted Bisbing and all the other people that said that they gave her the fifth. And I, I said something along the lines like, it's not stupid to think that she might have won the fifth, and this is why. And I sort of broke down the round for him and everything. So that's a really hard round to judge because mm -hmm. how it can was. you automatically give it to Grosso when Valentina was winning the majority of the round, the duration, the first D that Ian brought up? How do you do that? How do you do that whenever she was beating her for the majority of the round? Why do we have five minutes? Like, what's the point of having five minutes? For me, when I'm watching a fight and I see it get over the two-minute, 30-second mark, if I see you won two minutes and uh, 45 seconds, to me, you won the round, unless the other person for that second duration caused much, much more damage. Do you understand? And that's, that's the... You just explained it very well. That's the factor you have to look. And I always advise people that are for any fight if you're unsure or you think it was bad judging first of all go back and watch it again 
which I did watch this fight again. I watched it live, then I watched it uh, what day is it? last night. I watched it last same. night. We again. did the same thing. And but here's what you should do. I've, I think I've advised this in the past before on the podcast, and I advise it again because this will help. This will help things along as far as you getting a clearer picture of who might be winning or who won. And there's two things, and those two things are turn your TV on mute because that way you take out the influence oh, of the crowd, and this the one commentators, especially. and because they could go one way or another, whatnot. But if you take away sound, you can't hear the commentators or the crowd. So now your brain isn't split in so many directions. You could focus on exactly what's happening. The other piece that Lino just brought up is that you look at the time clock, right? And I watch the time clock. And then you judge the fight minute by minute instead of round by round. Yes. So I look at it and I watch the first minute. So when it goes from five to four, I say, huh, this person won the first minute. All right. Clearly, okay, it's easier to dissect things in smaller pieces. We all know that in anything in life. It, you know, you, you dissect, break things down into smaller pieces, easier to grasp, easier to analyze, easier to understand. So minute by minute, all right, five to four, who won that? Okay, I could give it to this person. Now, four to three, okay, maybe it's this person again, okay? Maybe you're watching it, uh-oh. 30 seconds in, the other person has the, we'll say, the tide turns. Maybe they knock somebody down, kick them across the, the octagon, jump on them for a submission attempt. Then I start the clock at whatever opposite action continues, right? So first minute went to this person. The second minute, we're at the three-minute mark. Now we're at the two-and-a-half minute. Somebody else does something. Okay, you are then putting it on this person. You're winning at this point. And that went from minute 2.30 to minute one thirty, hypothetically. Okay. And now that other person kind of reverses things, reverses what's going on, and then they start winning by striking, kicking, grappling, control, whatever it is. So then I just do math of who was winning more times in that five-minute round. So that I have that piece of this equation to figure out who is winning. So sort of mathematically, I could figure that out. And some are not as easy. If you have a back and forth steady flow, you tap me twice, I tap you twice, you tap me twice. It, it, it's even harder to do, but at least breaking it down minute by minute helps. Then once you do that and you figure out mathematically time-wise, one person has accumulated more time winning that round, you go into what you said Damage. is the other part. Damage. What did that look like? Did I did this person kind of win by time, but the other person maybe had a shorter time, but they punch, they kick, they do things a lot harder. Or they cause actual visible damage. So there's a cut, there's somebody dazed, somebody goes flying, they do two somersaults, and they're looking at the crowd, but the crowd is not the fighter, they're facing the wrong direction. These are other pieces that say, oh, wait a minute, okay, you won on time of what you're doing, but you did a lot of damage. Now I have to analyze both and where they fell in the round. Maybe you did a lot of damage at the beginning of the round, Boom, the first 30 seconds, you hit me and cut me three times and sent me to a flash knockout on the ground. 
That was a hell of a, but I popped up at four minutes and 30 seconds. And then I dominated you for four and a half minutes. It gets tricky, right? All right, you won four and a half minutes and finished the round strong. But you do have two cuts and then got dropped. That's tough. And usually that that part you kind of weigh with, well, who was winning handedly by the end of that round, right? Because the other part that people don't always talk about or add into the equation, and it's a part of it. It's not a huge part, but you automatically go to, if this fight didn't have a time limit, if it kept going, how would this fight play out in a natural sense? That's that's not really a good way to look at it because it doesn't make sense because a fight is broken down in a range, uh, rounds and, and in a range. Yeah, of or else Valentina would have finished her in the first. So yeah, so it's, she had her she had her uh, in a submission in the first round. She would have finished her. So there is you could look at that as a little piece to this puzzle and figure it out, but only when the other things don't add up. You can't go right to that one because it doesn't make sense because you have five rounds or three rounds for a reason. But that should be the basis of watch it on mute and go minute by minute. That'll definitely help you see a lot of things different. And of course, damage, which I have a question for you. The fifth round, did I thought Valentina gave her the cut under her eye at the beginning of the fifth with the with strikes. Because she had a cut above, which happened the round before from the elbow. Yes. And then there was a cut under it, which I thought happened at the beginning of the fifth, which was, again, speaks to damage. Do you know if that was definitely at the beginning of the fifth or was it at the end of the fourth? Let's take a look, my friend. Do you know what I was, was going to do today? Was I enough, was going to... There was enough blood that it was hard to tell because there was blood on her face that was running down from a top cut. But then there was a bottom cut, and I thought it happened to be in a fifth, but I, you know, I didn't get a chance to go back and dissect that thoroughly to solidify when that happened. Yeah, you don't even know what I was going to do. I was uh, going to start the episode off today with um, us doing a, a, what do you call it, whenever you... Fight campaign. The fight campaign. I don't even yes. know how I remember that. Usually you remember it. I don't. Yeah, I was going to have us do a fight companion and watch this entire fight together and break it down minute by minute we might for have everyone. We that sometime. Because I, I knew that that would be really good. Okay, you said fifth round. Here it is. Wait, let's look. We got to see if there's a cut under her eye. You said it's at the start? Well, I don't, I don't know if it happened in the fourth, which would mean... It didn't matter damage-wise in the fifth. Fourth, for a fact, I know, was the elbow. Yes. So let's see. So let's we gotta start look at, at the fifth. we got to look at the the bottom of her eye. Oh, wait. It's, it's funny. Go back? No, just real. Don't go back. It's just real. Well, there's no cut really there now. But Ian's um, describing her in the corner right now, in between the fourth and the fifth. Is that a, uh, Well, there's a little cut. Is that a Who are you talking? You're talking about Grosso, right? Yeah. The, right Grosso right under her eye. It's, on, okay, there's a little cut there. What round is this? This is uh, going into the fifth. Is, is it the fifth or is it the fourth? This is the fifth. They're about to start the fifth. This is the last round right here. Okay, so wait. Okay, so she already had the cut. All right, so that cut was made worse, but it, it didn't happen in the fifth. Okay, so we can't count that as damage that happened in the fifth because it happened in the fourth because it's already there. The one thing I was just going to say is how about how confusing was it when they did the split cam between rounds and they had the translator 
You didn't know who they were talking to. No, and it was on. Am I wrong, or was it not on Valentina the entire time? Did they not have the in the Zoom in on Valentina the entire time? I don't know. That last one I didn't you see just them showed, do Grosso at all. Well, just the, the view you just showed up. Yeah, where it had the fifty-fifty. Yeah, they were doing an interpreter talking, but I didn't know which one they were talking to. Was it's it all, Grosso it's, or it's, was it? It's always the one that is zoomed in on when they that, enlarge it. And Valentina was her. If you look, look at her screen, it was larger. Go back. I, I need to see that. That's how you can I tell they were like, which one they're doing. I thought it was 50 50. See? You see how Valentina's screen is larger? I thought at one point it that was means the same that, size. that means the audio is going to her. And I noticed the entire okay. night. Unless I'm wrong, I remember seeing that the entire night they had Valentina's uh, screen, and they didn't really go over to Alexa Grosso's corner a lot. No, no love for the champ. I just thought that's it was weird. yeah. I thought it was interesting. Okay. Um. But anyway, that answers my question there. So okay. Let's finish up here on the fifth round, and let me give my score. Go. So for me, I had Valentina winning rounds one, three, four, and five. That was my original scorecard. One, three, four, and five. If I really had to make an argument out of it and somebody wants to take the fifth, why? Well, even though I don't feel you should take the fifth, I am fine with one, three, and four. Okay. So no matter what, Valentina wins. And no matter what, there's no realm where the fifth round is a 10 8. None. I don't care. You'll never argue that point to me ever. You have to, not only you can't argue the 10 8 to me, you got to come argue why Grosso won after what I just told you. After yeah. what I just said, I want you to come to me and tell me why you think she won that fifth round after what I just said. Yeah, I agree with you. So it's, forget about the 10-8. The 10-8's not even, that's not a debate. But that's, that's not even a debate. I want to hear people debate me on why she won the fifth. I want you to come explain that shit to me. Because there's a lot of optics. And like Ian said, you want to talk about biased commentary and optics and, and, a, and a crowd and all. This was the epitome of that. This was the epitome of that. There was so much biased commentary in this. And, and you know what, dude? Valentina's right. She's right. I believe if it wasn't Mexican Independence Day, maybe this shit would have went a different way. People are saying that she's just saying that because she's a sore loser. I don't think so. I think that she has a legit point. And, but here's the thing. It's, it's tough to say that when, I mean, it's easy to go say that. I don't know if we could say that soundly or agree with it when, you know, if, if you had a different judge than Mike Bell, it could have gone a, a different way because Mike Bell screwed up judging throughout the evening. So if we got rid of Mike Bell and put somebody that's, hey, neutral, unbiased, and good at their job, then we might see things different throughout the whole night. We wouldn't be having this conversation. So Valentina said for the trilogy, she wants it to be on Kazakhstan Independence Day. She was like, next, next fight, when we have the trilogy, I want it in Kazakhstan. And then let's see how it goes. And then she said, and you know what? Whenever I start throwing six, seven, eight knees to the head, I want the same treatment. Which I completely understand her point in frustration here's the problem do you want to win in an asterisk type way because you got judged or do you want to win because you think you're the better fighter and maybe we just don't have people fight on 
you know, well, that's never going to happen because we fight in other countries and we've seen some bias in other countries. She's a beast. She went, she, she didn't go to her backyard, even though, damn, it looked like it, man. Like Vegas looked like Mexico City. They did a nice job. I thought they were in Mexico. Listen, they, like I said, we'll get to it more later, but this, uh, in my opinion, was the best fight night of the year and best fight night I've seen in years. They did I nice love the prep work. It felt yeah. like a pay-per-view, and it blew. Oh, it, it blew did. the Izzy pay-per-view, the, the Strickland Izzy pay-per-view. Oh, from yeah. last, it blew it away. I mean, apart. Oh. Apart. The 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 energy, the, the, you know, having that... Mexican Independence Day, they they put time in it, they put effort, they did side things to prep it. So yeah, they did. They did a nice Ian, job. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. Watch. Okay, I want you to watch. So here, this is what I'm talking. This is where the danger was. Yeah, she was okay. mounted and just blocking. Go ahead, Ian. Yeah, give commentary. She just took nine okay. punches there. Nine punches to how many seconds? Probably six, seven, yep. seven. Okay, and now, now she... she's put in in a choke and she's trying to defend the top hand on like which she did in the first fight. Okay. Which she Made a lot of mistakes in that choke sequence. Right. She's learned from that. Right. We can't. So she let go of it, right? The, yeah. we, we didn't see the lock. She lets go of it after, what, maybe eight, nine seconds. She let go right away, which means that she didn't have shit. Yeah. She knew she didn't have shit, yeah. and that's why she didn't want to risk burning her arms out. Yeah, you don't want to waste it in the fifth. Okay. You, you wanna... Now watch. This is what I was talking about. So when she gets her back, right? 30 Look, seconds she, left. She has her back, see, and she's landing some stuff. Okay, you see the strike she's landing? Yeah. Um, the majority of them aren't landing. Watch, look, look, she's hitting her elbow. The majority of all of these... They're both not, missing they, a lot. Yes, but it doesn't... I understand. I'm saying for Grosso. Yeah. My whole point of all this is that minute of domination that everybody said is so dominant that it, it, it deserved the 10A or so dominant that it deserved for Grosso to win the round over the duration of, of, of Shevchenko... The only danger was whenever she was landing the, the strikes right before the choke. That's it. Everything else is optics. It's all optics again. This was an interesting one. I want to see people fight. I don't know. I just want judging to be good. Did you see? Did you see uh, Sean Shelby's reaction no. when they announced the winner? No, dude. They caught him I, on camera. He was like, "What the fuck?" I That's what he see, said. I want to see it, please. I knew. I knew it was a tie immediately because. As soon as they took a little bit, and I saw Bruce Buffer come in, he makes he looks the same way whenever there's a majority draw. If you'll notice, Bruce Buffer has a different presentation, and not only does he have a different presentation, he usually lets the ref know, um, yeah, right away. Yeah, so he, he does he hear it, Sean Shelby. That's what. As soon as he comes in, and there's a pause. I was like, oh my goodness, there's a tie. Because Bruce Buffer gives it away with when he takes too long and talks to a couple people before. Really, I never yeah. noticed that. Yeah, it's a given. If you watch, if you watch Bruce Buffer, you could immediately tell there's a tie. Okay, I never, I never noticed. I thought he always it, tells them, but you're saying the it, it, wait. I should, t- I take that back. If there's a tie or a super bad decision, like super horrible decision, he he gives it away. He'll kind of whisper and he'll look and then he'll talk to people and he'll, his mic will be covered interesting and he'll talk to like the ref it's it's interesting take a look okay watch so there's bruce buffer he goes over he whispers it into sean shelby's ear look at sean shelby what the fuck <laughs> see that <laughs> look at that chick's face she's like what 
Yeah, and then he goes over and talks to uh, Herb. I think he lets him in on this little secret secret, too. Yes. Yeah, so Bruce Buffer gives it away every time if there's a tie or a super crazy, ridiculous outcome. You can read it on Bruce as soon as he comes in because he'll look, he'll whisper to people, he'll share it. It's almost like, get ready, get ready. Yep. So, I don't know. I don't know. They they robbed that poor chick, and, and look, here's the situation. Now we have a Triple G Canelo situation on our hands where Valentina's getting older. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She said she's not she's, going anywhere for a while, but yeah, well, she is getting older. She looked, Here's the part that gives me hope that it won't look like the Canelo Triple G finish. Here's my hope. If it happens within six months, then I think we're still in that window. Because what that fifth round showed me is her speed and accuracy it's still was there. even more on in a fifth round. And you had a, you didn't have a slow-paced, you didn't have a sparring-paced fight. You had a legit fight with a beast. Grosso is a beast. You are a beast. She's a beast. They're yeah, both, she's they a beast. both put it on the line. Great fight. And when you could look sharp at the end, or in the middle of the fifth round... You're not losing that quick. I know, but so she's injured, quick, dude. She's injured now. With a broken she, thumb. Yeah, and when you go over 30, Grasso's in her prime. She's 30 years old. She is in her prime, about to hit her prime. She probably didn't even hit her prime yet. Yeah. Okay, Valentina's past her prime. She's past her prime. She'll probably be 36, maybe. She's injured. She said she's not sure. She's not going to make a fight until she sees how serious the injury is and how she feels and, and all point. that. So I, now we're going to see we're going to see a better Grasso against a, a decline in Valentina. You... And I hate that shit, dude, because nobody's going to take that into account either. Like, the fans don't take that into account. Like, with Triple G Canelo, you think they take that into account with the third fight? They don't take into account that Triple G was an old man by the time they fought. He was an old man, a legit old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looked old, world. slow, everything. So it sucks because I don't want to see that. But 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 you want to know something? And this is what I told myself after the fight. I said, you know what? This is one of those times where it doesn't matter because I know who won. Like at the end of the day, that's what matters to me as a fan. I know who won. I feel bad for Valentina. Don't get me wrong. She is the one who has to yeah, pay the price. Not me. I that's don't sad. have to pay the price as a fan. For me, I know who won. Uh, yeah. When I can sleep okay at night. Mm-hmm. When I talk to somebody and I talk to another uh, person that thinks that Grosso won, or, that shit don't matter to me. I know in my heart who won. Valentina's the one because it's on her record and because she doesn't have the belt and it costs her money and all this shit. She's the one who has to pay, Povarea, not mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I don't have to. For, for me, I know who won. I know who won. One thing I really liked about this fight is both of them took information from their last fight and made pretty decent adjustments. That was, I mean, remember I was saying, hey, Valentina, don't throw any spinning things. Yeah, that, no spinny spinny. No said. spinny spinny because she's that good at waiting for it and jumping on you like a spider monkey. And then she didn't. She did. What she did in the fifth. What she did in the. I mean, I'm I'm saying she didn't throw no spinny spinny. Yeah. I'm saying I'm agreeing with you that Grosso's so fast and quick to get your back. Like you make oh. one mistake, you slip up with that girl. Spider monkey's there. Spider monkey is there. Yeah. Yeah. Viva la spider monkey. Viva la spider <laughs> monkey. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. And she's good. And she. And again, what did she learn from that? Oh, she throws spinny spinny, and I could get on her back. So now I learn if she gives me any back, I'm on it that quick. 
And she did, because we just saw it, right? You make the slightest mistake, and she's on it. And then she didn't overextend her punches and leave her legs behind as much like she did the first fight. Remember she did that, and I, I don't like that because she did it and landed with them, but it just sets you at such risk for takedowns because it, it changed level because you're already, you're already over your center of gravity, so you're sort of giving them these things. So Grasso, and Grasso, I don't know what she did. I think she put on more muscle because Valentina looked bigger than her in their first fight, and now there wasn't, a, more a, even. There wasn't a size discrepancy. Grasso seemed to put on some muscle and narrow that down and get that strength up a little bit more. So they both made some nice adjustments. And and you were mentioning how did Grosso get her back? Wait, that's what I want to do. Wait. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I want to that's what I was about to bring. I want you I want to bring you in. Okay. Okay, uh, I want to, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so I have it pulled up right here. Before we end cuz I know we we've already we're, we've been on this for an hour now. We have to move along. But I want Ian to explain to me real quick how she ended up getting her back when this mistake occurred. So we're two minutes, 20 seconds into round five. Here's what makes this so neat. Pause this. Okay. Before this happened, earlier on Saturday morning, uh, I was working out with a couple friends, and I showed them how to do a head and arm. Jiu-Jitsu Jack? No, not oh. him. Other people. And I showed him how to do a head. I showed them how to do a head and arm triangle. Yeah, you'll show them submissions, but you won't show me. I will show you. Your best friend's been asking you for three years. I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you <laughs> next, next week. week. Okay. You for promise? Sure. Yeah. All right. Every you week. Remind I'll, me. All right. I'll remind you. We'll do it. Okay. And so I was showing them how to do a head and arm triangle. And then I showed them two different applications on the you know on the ground and how to finish it but i also showed him in a street fight sequence what you do to get this in a street fight because the average street fighter i remember this telegraphs i just said this to ashley last week they telegraph their strike and they usually wind up they let you know pretty easily what their dominant hand is and you could you kind of stay back and then as they throw that punch you kind of slip that punch to the outside and it puts you in perfect form for a head and arm triangle move and lock up. And then from there, it's nice. If you could finish it from there, great. But you use it to do a rear leg trip or a straight up hip toss to get them down. And then this sequence happened where Valentina did this and then messed up. Mm. Well, and Grosso, I shouldn't say messed up. Grosso did smart things and now we'll watch it. And I remember you telling me uh, another reason you wanted to teach me uh, a certain submission. I forgot which one guillotine. it was. Was the guillotine For street fighting? Yeah, techniques. because you said that, uh, and you're so right. Ashley and I are addicted to this one show now called um, Customer Wars. I think it's called. It's on A and E. You can find it on on Hulu. But it's like crazy ass customers caught on camera doing shit, and there's <laughs> fights and stuff. And in a lot of these fights. You see them go to charge, and they expose their neck, and they're they're like this. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, I'm like, damn it, I want Ian to teach me how to do a damn guillotine because we'll he's right. Every time we I, I see a street fight, I always see them charge. I always see them put their neck in their chest. And you're you were so right. You hit it spot on. That's there for you every single every time. time. Every it's time the it's one there for you. Street fight. It's like it's like submission number one that you could get on somebody and finish the fight. I want to look like Nate Diaz, just, my I, Naya deal, whenever just, he uh, choked out Logan Paul. 
There you go. <laughs> I want to do that to somebody. Old Logie lookalike. Yeah. And I want to like put him down very like, you know, how he did. Very calm. He was just like, here you go. There you know, go. you just choked him out. Yeah. You just gave him brain damage. But you don't want him to crack his head on the yeah. cement, you know. Even God, though God forbid. Even though he still split his head and needed stitches anyway. After. <laughs> God forbid. At least he tried to lay him he down did. nice and soft. And I taught my son the guillotine last week. Okay. He's working I'm on it. I'm not mad you taught him before me. That's your son, so that's allowed. But no so, other friends. No more friends. Next week. Okay. Before if we I hear start, about you teaching another friend how to do a guillotine before me, I'm going to be very upset. Before we even start the podcast. Uh, okay. I'm, I will. I'll remind you. I'll remind you. Or on the podcast. No, no, no. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> Let's uh, keep it off. Of First all right. of all, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so. Make it here let, faint audio. Let's, let's, let's end this. So tell me. Go ahead. I'm going to hit play. All right, let's watch. Two minutes, 10 seconds left into the fifth round. Ian Ebbett is going to break down exactly how the mistake happened and where this went wrong for Valentina. Because I think we can all agree that if this didn't occur, 100%, there's no doubt that Valentina gets the 10-9 in this round. There's no more arguments from anybody. Yeah. One minute, 35 seconds left. I think it's around here. There you go. Boom. Pause that. Okay. So what she did was she threw the right hand. Valentina slipped it, grabbed the choke, but Grasso and identified it. Look, you pause it perfectly. You're good. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Young Jamie. So she grabbed her there and notice she's got the head and arm in position, but she doesn't have her hands locked. And typically, if you get this, you want to at least go, you know, gable grip, palm to palm um, to start with, and you want to kind of tighten your elbows in. So we pinch this person, and they can't escape. But right here, she's grabbed her, but they're not quite locked. Oh, and Valentina. And Grasso, but, but Grasso identified what kind of danger this is really quick. And then go forward, watch what she does with her right arm. As she's spinning around, uh, Grosso, um, Valentina got a little overzealous. She did. That's what I saw, too, I thought. She got a little overzealous and didn't have it, her hands quite locked and secure. And was off balance when Alexa Grosso turned. Her momentum went forward and she fell. Yeah, and and Grosso was smart because as she identified, uh uh-oh, my head, the head and arm choke, the head and arm triangle requires two things. One neck, one arm. You need those two components to be that. And she identified, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in this position. This is not good. So she quickly used Valentina's momentum to turn kind of to her right and get that arm back kind of over her head and out of position. And then once she did that on the spin, she was able to slide out completely and then fell in the right place to fall on her and get the back. Yeah, and then from here we know what happened. So, Kuda, I mean, Valentino did a, a, a smart move. She just didn't quite get it locked in uh, fast enough. And Grosso did a great job in identifying, uh-oh, this is a really bad place to be. I can't let you get situated or get those hands clasped or get Viva it Viva la spider monkey. Yeah. She's quick. She's quick on those reflexes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, to be fair, Alexa Grosso... She sort of admitted it, man. She admitted it. You can read between the lines at the post-fight press uh, conference. They, they asked her, they said, that choke, you know, how deep was it? You and, mean the rear naked she had? Oh, it, it wasn't. And, 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 you, and dude, she said she was like, yeah, it was pretty good. You can tell. You can tell it wasn't from how she gave the answer. Or she would have been like, it was deep. 
It was deep. Kakuda's to her. I'm surprised she got out of it. I thought it was a wrap. Like whenever Volk she, was fighting um, Ortega. Uh, Ortega. And I mean, that thing was deep. Yeah. And Volk admitted it. Volk was like, I thought I, I was like, this is how it ends. Yeah. Neither of them thought that. Yeah, well, you could tell. And she let go of it so quick. That's why. She abandoned it quick because she didn't have it locked in. So why, why not try to, you know, it's the end of the round. Why not try to readjust, get her back, get her on the ground, go for it again, get a better position, get the Dagestani handcuff and block up an arm and then go for it again. Yeah. And then, uh, like I was saying er earlier, UFC Judge Mike Bell and Nevada Commission, they turned down the request to address Noche UFC main event scoring. UFC Judge Mike Bell recently came under fire for his controversial scoring for the Valentina Shevchenko Grosso flyweight title fight at Noche. It seems the MMA judge has now also turned down an opportunity to explain his scoring decisions. The Shevchenko Grosso fight was as close as it gets. Both fighters, blah, 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 blah. After 25, ding, 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 ding. I just wanted to see if this says what he did. I formally here we go. I formally requested an interview with Mr. Bell and also asked whether it would be possible to attend post-fight debriefs, which we need, Manaya Deal. We've been calling for forever. Yep. Um, that the commission has with the officials and both requests were declined. Hey, we should do one of them there. Twitter polls to see. Uh, maybe you could add the third choice. That'll be fun. But was Mr. Bell bought and paid for? Was he or a loved one threatened of harm? Or you could come up with some awesome third, you know, he I mean, alien, abduction, alien abduction. Do you want to know something else that's strange? This could Please. be conspiracy a little bit, or it could be coincidence. I'm not quite sure. What have we ever not wanted to have fun with that and bring it up? You know, this could be a little Eddie Bravo, but... Go for it. Nonetheless, I did notice it. I just don't know if it was a coincidence, and I didn't keep going to see how many more I could find. I noticed that there was a ton of bots. <clears throat> you know, like if I was going down the feed or if uh, I stopped to click on an account and read everyone arguing with each other, a lot of the people that were arguing Grosso won were bots. I'd go and I'd click on their account because I, I was oh, I was clicking on snap. their I was clicking on their account because I wanted to see if they were Mexican. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, you know, it's, a, it's your people. I yeah. get it. You want to root hometown, for your people. Hometown, home people. Yes. Uh, yeah, of course. I get it. So I was just curious. Every time somebody was like going super hard for Grosso saying some off the wall shit, I'm like, let me see if they're Mexican and if that's why they're saying this because yeah. they're a little biased. Biased, you got love for your people. Yeah, and I would click and I would notice that it was a bot account. Hmm. More than once I was noticing. So that's so strange to me, too, that there was a bunch of bot accounts that were rooting for Grosso, like putting this information out there. It was strange. And to be honest with you, I think that maybe the bots were coded by our friend Chris Cooney at this point. <laughs> I honestly believe I'm not. I, I, I haven't ruled him out yet, and I haven't ruled out Mookie yet either. Oh. Don't think I forgot uh, mm, 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 mm. about my hombre. We I got multiple investigations that will be underway by tomorrow morning yeah. once Slip the Jab makes some phone calls. I feel one of those two are the ones that paid off Mike Bell or threatened his family. I don't think they threatened. Here, I'm ready to answer your question okay. on whether or not he was paid off. I believe he was paid off because I believe wholeheartedly that it was either Chris Cooney or Mookie 
that did, that caused this problem, but I don't think that they would have threatened his life. They're not those guys. Maybe I think they that they just paid them off. Up all their money together. Yeah, so the, I'm, I'm going to go joint with effort, paid if off. you will. Or a joint effort. Two heads are better than one. But at the same time, when Check you... Check your pocket. We, I got this much scratch. What do you got? Yeah, I got this. All right. Let's make some calls. At the same time, you start bringing somebody else in the mix, and then somebody might have to die. Because if you do some, it's always better to do it by yourself. What's yeah. that saying? You know, leave no... What is it? The best is no witnesses or something. Everybody always says if you're going to commit a crime, you want to do it alone. The yeah. more people you bring in, yeah. then the more trouble you're... Uh, you're bringing in the mix, but at the same time, those two guys sort of like each other. They trust each other. It's possible that they do they could go together. to their grave with this. They could. Yeah, I really they believe could. they could. All right, those bastards. Oh, we're on to you guys. <laughs> we're on to you guys. Don't think. Don't you think don't we're know. not on to you, Mookie and Chris Goody. Okay. Um. Listen. Congratulations to Valentina Shevchenko. To Alexa Grasso, congratulations on fighting a good fight. I'm uh, not giving you the win, but congratulations on fighting a good fight. Yes, we need you two to fight again on a neutral day in neutral territory. I'm not going to be as pumped for the months. next one. I'm just telling you right now. I, I'm not, I, and I, I don't think that Valentina is going to look as good going into the third one. I'm saying that right now, too. I think if she wins the third one, Oh my god, it's gonna blow my friggin' mind, and it's gonna be the best performance of her entire life if she can win the next one because she's gonna she's gonna win the third one, being older. Okay, so it's gonna be an even better win for her. I and you know what? No matter how many more times they fight in the future, she'll always be older. What? Yeah. What do you tell? <laughs> don't say obvious things to me that make me make me think you have like a point or something. <laughs> don't do that to me. Uh, well, you you had this enthusiasm that makes me think like that. Eventually, someday she's going to change her age. Or I'm Grosso saying if she, catch, I'm saying or Grosso she, at some point will catch up to her age. I'm saying if she destroys her at 36 and Grosso's 31, more towards her prime, and Valentina's even more past her prime, isn't that a better win? I'm with you. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to say, Malanova. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's go to the bonuses. So uh, we had five performance of the night bonuses. The first one went to Raul Rosas Jr. For defeating Terrence Mitchell via TKO round one, 54 seconds. Woo! That Ric Flair. Man. <laughs> My man was watching a lot of Ric Flair highlights before that. He uh. cost me $5, but that's all right. Man, I'll take it. My man Rosa said, I am going to scrub. I'm going to scrub that last loss out of your minds forever. Yeah. I bought a lottery ticket because we've been seeing a lot of upsets lately, and the odds were wild. I think it was like... Rosas Jr. was minus 800 or something, so I put five shekels on it as a little lotto ticket. I lost, but that's okay. I deserve to lose because he looked amazing, and I agree with him. I agree with that kid. I think he really can be a superstar. At such a young age, and now he's... I mean, he fought with an anger, aggressive layer to him. I love that about him. You can say that that's good or bad. You know, it's hard to say unless you know the fighter specifically. Some people... It's good for the fans. Oh, it's, it's, it's always, good for us. It's fun to watch. Is it always a good strategy? I mean, we saw Oscar De La Hoya fight angry once. Oh, my goodness. Which was fight? That my, was that Mayorga? Who Which said, talked about his wife and his ethnicity and everything. He put it on that boy. He said, this is personal. And guess what? I'm bringing it now. Dude, did you see the and Oscar? Even, even Cormier, when he fought, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. The white dude he used to wrestle with that beat him in wrestling and told everybody how he made him cry. <laughs> remember that and cormier said you know what 
this one's personal, and you're going to see. It must and have been he, a long time ago. He whooped him up pretty good. And who else has fought? At, BJ Penn just likes to fight angry. He just. Habib he Connor? Fight, fight, yeah. Habib Connor? Yep. He was definitely upset. Like, that was personal for Habib. Yeah. Yeah. So. Did you see the Oscar De La Hoya documentary yet? Not yet. Dude, it's really good. That dude, that dude's. He's wild, man. That, that, I don't like Oscar De La Hoya. I don't. I don't like that dude. He's. Uh, he's. He's like. A, he's a terrible guy. Terrible man. I. I. Hmm, I'm gonna have to watch like the documentary. A, yeah, he had like a bunch of kids to a bunch of different women. Cheated on every single wife he was with. Uh, super big alcoholic. Super big weirdo. Do you remember when he got dressed? Ca- yeah. Do you remember photos. when he got caught? He was gonna talk about that on the. He did. Listen. Kudos to him. For being so open and honest with everything. He was 100% open and honest with everything. He really? admitted to the pictures finally. Okay, so they weren't doctored? No, they were he not was doctored. In the fishnet dress thing? Yeah, that was him. He was doing drugs and drinking, and he was with that, uh, I think she was Colombian or Peruvian uh, escort, or not escort, excuse me, uh, stripper. Okay. And, um... Yeah, that dude, that dude is wild, but he didn't so speak, his poor kids, outfit. he didn't speak to his, his, his kids pretty much all had to raise themselves, and he just started speaking to them now, and trying to get a relationship with them, and even now, they're like, it's sort of touch and go with him, one minute he's there, and next minute he's not, he, yeah. he's just not a good dude, and he, I think he has a lot of psychological issues, that dude, something is haunting him, I'm not exactly sure what it is i think he has mommy issues i mean in conjunction what's one thing that you can't rule out with any fighter despite how they fight how they present like cte like you're getting your career is getting punched in the head so that that could cause psychological damage throughout this. It could lead you to do more erratic things, to take drugs, to take I alcohol. I don't know, Ian, because he, 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 he wasn't talking like he doesn't know where this is coming from. You'll, oh, under, okay. you'll understand when you watch it. He's He starts talking about how money changes you, fame changes you, yeah. and you have all these demons, and watch it. It's really good. It's hmm. really, really good. You'll enjoy it, especially... You watched boxing. You were really yeah, into yeah. boxing at that time, like I was. Yeah, That's yeah. like when I was really into boxing. Yeah. The De La Hoya uh, era and all that. So watch it. And I, I like did it. like his professionalism to the sport. What do you w- mean? When he was going through. He was a, he worked hard and was a very dedicated champ. When he was on his game from the early days, he fought, you know, as a, as a kid, he was very focused, very driven. I fight for money. I don't fight for free. I'm here. I do the training. So he really did. He wasn't the most, you know, natural gifted boxer we've ever seen. We've seen some fighters that are just natural and gifted and, you know, not saying they don't put the work in, but, you know, they're gifted. And he really worked hard to do that, to be that good and put the time in and um, and did it well. So... You know, I can't speak of personal life and all the other stuff. I got to see that documentary. Yeah, watch the documentary. I think you're going to have some uh, different views on stuff. Okay. After you watch it. One thing is now, this was recently, like in the last, I think, couple years. You know, he's an older he's an older guy now. He got ab implants. 
Oh, that's so weird. He's so weird. That's such a weirdo move. Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. And he was talking about it. That is so weird. Why'd he do that? Because, again, he's like, you know, as you get older, you still try to work out and stay in shape, but you just don't have the form you did. Okay, and, then you don't anymore. And That's I it. didn't have the abs, so I got, like, ab implants, so I, I look good and that. And then he lift up his shirt and he showed them. And like, what do they look like? They, they look, look creepy? Like, Can no. Can you tell he, they're implants? No nah. wonder Dana hates that dude. No. <laughs> no, you can't. Like, if you just saw him take his shirt off at the beach, you'd be like, Cat's still in shape. What happens if he gets fat? Will they always be there? Will you always have abs no matter how fat you get if you get implants? Well, no, because you'll probably just form... I, fat over the implants? I, I believe. I, I, medically, this is really I don't, weird. Medically, I don't know if I know that answer 100%, but I'm pretty sure the ab implants are, in fact, you know over your abdominal muscle so they're closer to the surface so they're more pronounced but i would imagine if you kept eating and got bigger and put on more weight that they would be harder to see i don't think they're going to stay at the most upper layer touching the skin i don't believe the fat would form underneath the implants i believe it'd probably do a little bit of both but i would want to hear from uh, some of our medical people for that one because i don't i haven't researched that enough did you see what the sharks look like from shark tank now for the new season did you see what they did to themselves oh no is I it makeup or surgery th- three of them barbara barbara had surgery a long time ago though she had it seasons ago and, and bro she does, and she, looked, she did again yeah and did she, she look good because it was really not Ian, she they, did very well with the surgery the first they time. look like monsters now oh, her mm. the queen of qvc really? and um what's his name that i love him love love robert robert looks like a i mean dude he looks like a monster now they look like you know that look when you get plastic surgery yeah, yeah. way too much and you just looked like a monster you look so weird I he ruined himself. He was such a good-looking dude. Oh, he, absolutely. I, the first he thing he did, those... I remember, he did his hair. If yeah. you go back to season one, he was losing his hair. Yep. And then he got hair... Uh, hair pl- And he looked terrific. Terrific. They did a nice job. I, they did a beautiful job. He had a great head of hair after that. Now he went to go touch his face. Oh, no. He looks terrible, bro. Yeah. I'm talking, they look so weird to the point where I can't watch the show anymore. Like, I, if I watch it, that's all I'm going to be thinking about the entire time, and I'm going to be so distracted, I can't do it. Cubans, I don't think he did anything. Um, Damon John didn't do anything, and Mr. Wonderful, they didn't do anything. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful, he if you look at season one pictures of Mr. Wonderful, he looks exactly the same. Still a black suit, white shirt, black tie, and his hair is still just the hair here on but the wait, side wait, of his head. I think he changed one thing. What do you do? I think he... Put a red pocket square as opposed to a white one. Okay, the w- big change. His big change over the years. And I think he might have a red watch band maybe to go with it. Okay, you can tell that dude is not into change. <laughs> yeah, he wears the same. He's like the men in black. You'll have to pull up a picture. Damon John later. did, uh, I think he did uh, hair plugs too. What? Yeah, I mean, if you go back and you look at Damon in the first seasons, he didn't have hair. He was bald. Yeah, and yeah. now he has a head of hair. <laughs> you but, just probably never realize it because it's but, short. It's very short. Yeah, you know? but did he just let it grow? I think well, he got. I think he got hair plugs. Really? I think so. It's from what I heard. Okay. I think I he got hair plugs. But, but uh, I, mean, I never I shaved my head, but I could let it grow out. And 
I never uh, thought that was weird if a guy wanted to get hair plugs. That was like the one plastic surgery. That and even a nose. And breast implants. I never thought breast implants. If a girl gets breast... Because like I was saying, sometimes a girl needs it. If a girl's not proportionate, they just don't look right with... Some girls don't look right with a small chest. They need something a little more to look proportionate. And I always thought that was okay. Noses. Sometimes a nose uh, job can come out really nice as long as you don't go overboard and look like a friggin what are those things the michael jack no uh, uh the grinch grinch uh, what are they yeah, yeah, yeah. what are they what are they who's yeah <laughs> i don't know why i was running uh, but hey what was I this get, why am i doing that i don't know but apparently <laughs> you I got understand it you yeah the who so as long as you end up not looking like a who um, <laughs> you'll be all right and then hair plugs okay i think that every guy if you start losing your hair and you can afford it to get hair plugs i think why the hell not what the hell can go wrong? Even though I heard that. Oh, I've seen. Oh, no. I've seen bad job. But this was years ago. I can't say I've seen one recently. What? You saw like an infection or something? I've seen I've seen people out with major scalp infections with it. And I've seen. And again, they're getting better. The first. Honestly, the first. Machines do it now. The, yeah. It's back, a robot that implants it. It's crazy. The first hair plug job I ever saw was a music teacher when I was in like sixth grade. Oh, bro, the technology probably wasn't even close to being there at the time. They did it by hand, and here's what they did. They still do it by hand. You you can choose. You can either do it by robot, it's more expensive, or you can do it by hand. And what they did back then is they would put larger clumps. So instead of maybe putting a couple hairs, a couple hairs real close. Why would they do that? That's what they did back then? Yeah, it Why was... Why do they do that? That doesn't make any sense. It, That's it, not how they do it now. They technology. won't even do... They won't even... If you're balding in the back, mm-hmm. and you're not completely bald, they won't even go ahead and put the plugs in in your bald spot on the top of your crown here anymore, because they, they, they say it does something. I forgot. Like, it'll grow in weird. Really? Yeah. I forgot what they say. There's like a, a, a there's a word for it. They don't want to do it. You need to be like completely almost gone in that spot, or else the weight will grow in it. It causes like an effect. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. What, Another thing they do. What is, did he look like? What did he look like? It was it was. I mean, for back then, what you got, it was like okay. I mean, y'all knew, but you it, knew you could tell. Yeah. How could you tell? What did it look like? Because it was almost like they would stick. 10 hairs in a in a in a plot at a time so it's like a 10 hair plug a 10 hair plug a 10 hair plug a 10 hair plug so your hair doesn't grow that way it's it's more fine and together right like it's was he completely bald no okay he was not they did the front he was receding okay but it was interesting because you're looking at like i said it's like if somebody instead of getting one or two hairs real close to one or two hairs, real close, that you can't tell. It was 10 or 12 hairs, a space, 10 or 12 hairs, a space, 10 or 12 hairs, all perfectly spaced out. And maybe if you were 35 feet away, you might not notice it. But if you're like nine feet away, you're like, oh, your hair doesn't grow in like separate little oasis patches. I think I'm going to get it done. If that day ever comes... I think I'm going to, I don't know if I can do, I don't think I could deal with losing my hair. I love my hair. <laughs> I, I've, I've killed, I've almost strangled many barbers 
over my hair. I don't know if I could deal with I don't know. I don't know, no. I don't know. But at the same time, it's it's one of those things almost like Rogan said. He said he went through the same like anguish and and uh he, he was really shy and embarrassed when he started losing hair. And then he said he shaved it and he was just like, This is the best thing I ever did. I, this is so much I mean, easier. This is so much more convenient now. I mean, I shaved my head and it's you look terrific with a bald head. You're the best. <laughs> Just if I have to say so. But I think that uh, I, mean, I, I think if I, I think if um, if I had the choice, I think that that's a plastic surgery I would 100 percent have done in the future. 100. percent But what? you're scaring me now a little bit because you said that you see people so, with. But that was infections. Again, but that was quite a while ago. Okay. Technology's way better. I want to do it like Robert did it. He looked. Tremendous in the, a year. The other thing they do is they will actually cut cut an area behind at the base of your head in a curve from your back ear to back ear, and they'll take that hair and yeah. they'll put it up, yeah. and then they stretch this and sew it, and then it grows over, what? and you can't even really see the scar. No, never mind. <laughs> but, but it's it works, and it's I, your own hair. I knew they, they farmed move. it from from another area. I didn't know they slice you open and, and stitch you up and all that. I didn't know it was like they actual cut, skin. They cut like a smiley face from what? like your ear under the bump in the back of your head. Son, you don't they, know what you're talking about. They take that, and they use that. It's pretty neat. And then they sew you back up, and then... Again, is this from when you were six years old? No, this is... This is now? Yeah, this is more current day. Okay. We'll find out. I mean, and one of these it, days, I'll know if you're telling the truth. Because when I go, I'm gonna. And it costs like uh, like eleven grand. Um, it depends. They. they I mean, it, it could go. It could get more than that. I mean, depending on what you do, it could be. It could be as high as twenty. Yeah, yeah. But on average, it's like sixteen now. See. Yeah. So. And this was. Yeah, that makes sense because this was you know like ten years ago. It was like eleven, so that makes sense. It would be about sixteen now. Yeah, if I have the means and the day comes and I lose my hair, I, I can see myself getting hair plugs. I'm I, really, I don't to, know why people make fun of people who get hair plugs. I, I, I'm, I just don't. Well, I don't. I don't get it. It's not like like what's so bad about getting hair plugs. Like people make fun of Connor because he got. I think he got hair plugs. Huh? Did I think he? so. I think he got the bags under his eyes. Maybe taking a Botox. Connor needs. Get- Connor needs to. Connor needs to calm down. He's getting out of control. He looks different every time I see him now. He needs to chill out. I don't know what's going on with him. Somebody needs to grab him and be like, you look weird. You're not even old. You are 35 years old. Yes. Why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah, like, I it. get it. You're If you're 50 years old or something, and you really start deteriorating. So I don't know why he's touching himself. Hmm. He looks fine. Connor looked great. Like, I never looked at Connor and thought he looked bad or old or this or that you know some people you do like how you said barbara barbara when she did her first facelift okay she she did her first facelift the first one was fantastic she literally took 15 years off her life yeah look wise so but she was also like 109 years old yeah you know connor's 35 why are you touching your face stop touching your face bro you look weird money and boredom you think that's what it is because you have the means too and you're just do it yeah Hmm, somebody got in that dude's head. Man, he should have never went to Hollywood. No. Those people got a hold of him yep. and started I'm just, doing I'm just trying. I'm sitting here thinking, like, if you... Yeah, and I get, need to use the restroom. Keep talking. All right. Uh, well, you want to hear this part. I was oh, just okay, gonna, I'm here. I, I was right. just going to say, 
I have to decide if you get like hair plugs or something like. I 100% will probably end up doing that someday. Well, I have to decide if I'm going to make fun of you. My dad still has his hair. So hopefully I took after my father. He's 78, still has a beautiful head of hair. He looks like an Italian troll. But you're supposed to take after your mother's Listen, Ashley. So I know. Just pointing Stop it. I, she I, does the same shit all the time. I make up genealogy. And my, my grandfather fault. on my mother's side, all those people lost their hair. Well, not looking good. Hate <laughs> <laughs> your guts. I hate you so much. Give me your knife. Give me whatever knife you have today so I can stab you with it. Give it to me. <laughs> I don't know if I'll, I have to decide if I'll make fun of you or not if you get that. Oh, please don't. What, if I get hair plugs? Yeah. You're going to make... What would you? What are you gonna say? You look beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, how are you gonna make fun of me? Oh, know. you look so much better. <laughs> What's the insult you're gonna hurl at me? I mean, if it goes bad and I get an infection, then one hundred percent I can see you making fun of me that I did something like that. But what are you gonna? If I end up going to get my hair done and my hair, I have like a, a, a an even better head of hair. What are you gonna say? You look even better today I, I, hey what's the insult gonna be i don't know but i'm pretty funny so i'll make <laughs> you are happy. Pretty. <laughs> You're pretty funny. i mean i'm confident i'll think of something you probably will you are pretty funny uh i have to take a, uh, a potty break one second you yeah. want me to keep it rolling or take a break we'll both take a break okay take a break okay we're back all right, let's get back to some fight talk. Let's finish up with the bonuses. So we said Raul Rosas Jr., our boy, he got a performance bonus. Great job. Ooh. The next one went to, what did, I, did I say performance bonus? Did I say that? Did I say that wrong? Did I say performance bonus? I don't know. He got a performance bonus. Okay. okay, and then the next performance bonus went to Roman Kapalov for defeating Josh Frim. The uh, TKO round two, four minutes, 44 seconds. Man. That fight was nice. It was. I like that kid. That fight was nice. And Roman is the Chase Hooper doppelganger. He is. He looks like Chase, but he can freaking strike his face off. Yeah. And and you know what? Frem, Mr. Pittsburgh, he's fighting out of Pittsburgh. He, he, he started out on fire, man. He really did. Had good form laying into him. I mean, then the tide just kind of turned. The, you know, Kabbalah... He just kind of started to download some information, and then he hits hard. So he, he hits he, hard. He, he, he makes anybody start to hesitate. Yeah, because he'll eat them, and then you could tap him up. But then when he starts throwing full force at you, it sort of makes you slow down on what you're willing to expose of yourself. So. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, I'm keeping my eye on him. I really, really like him. Uh, the next one went to Charlie Campbell for defeating Alex Reyes via TKO round win, round one, rather, excuse me, three minutes, 38 seconds. The next one went to Lapita Gondinez for defeating Elise Reed via submission, rear naked choke round two, three minutes, 38 seconds. Congratulations to her. And then the final one went to Daniel Zellhuber for defeating Christios Giagos via submission, Anaconda Choke, round two, three minutes, 26 seconds. That is how and you that, sink in an Anaconda Choke right there. And that, that was, was fast, yeah. super fast. And it was crazy because, I mean, uh, Giagos was doing very well in that fight. And then the tide uh, turned quick. That was, this fight night was good. Yeah, congratulations to, to the performance of the night uh, bonus winners. I don't understand why there was no fight of the night bonus. I thought there was a couple candidates. Obviously, we could have had the Val fight. I thought that was fun. We could have gave it to them. I thought the Cortez fight was fun. Yeah. Did you like the Cortez I fight? I did. I did. It was nice to see uh, Cortez off a layoff and, and you know improve the striking. And that come back strong. It come was back impressive. really strong. But, Dude, your boy Dominic Cruz... I'm sorry, man. When it comes to 
technical analysis, he's the bee's knees. 100%. I always said it. I always will say it. That dude needs to stay in his lane a little bit. He needs to know when he should talk and when he shouldn't talk. Whenever uh, Cortez, she was mad at Jasmine because she grabbed her braid and she thought she grabbed her braid on purpose and they started talking to each other and Dominic Cruz goes talking instead of fighting. Mm. Cruz needs to know when he needs to stay in his lane because that right there was the best moment of the entire event. Like that's that Nate Diaz moment that gets the crowds, the crowd going, that gets the fans really riled mm-hmm. up when they're talking to each other. Oh, you want to go? Like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that shit. That's good. So Dom needs to stick to technical analysis and leave the entertainment production to other people. Don't okay. try to shut things like that down. You let that go. You talk. Actually, you talk about that. You bring that up. What did she do? Cortez thinks she grabbed her braid. Let's see if she actually grabbed it on. Per- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you Bisbing would have been all one hundred percent. One hundred percent. You Bisbing. hit it on the head. Bisbing. Bisbing and, and Paul. Yes, would have been making jokes. Yes, they, they would have been making known. jokes together about that one. They would have known how to uh, how to handle it. And uh, if anybody needs to wear uh, a sports bra, do you remember back in the day? I said how I feel it should be mandatory for all women to wear sports bras in the UFC. Uh, Cortez definitely needs to wear a sports bra because she's fine. She's super <laughs> fine. She's super fine. Um, okay, uh, Ian. Any? Wait, f- I just don't understand why Grosso and Valentina didn't get that award. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't make sense. They, they put on a war. Everybody seemed to love it. Everybody seemed understand. to say one of the best female title fights of all time. Why didn't you give them fight of the night? That's Why wouldn't you give them fight of the night? It's a good can. The Cortez fight was so much fun. Dude, they were scrapping. They yep. were banging. They were throwing leather hard. Yeah. I like that fight a lot. So I think that there, those were two great candidates if you wanted to give out a fight of the night bonus. That's ridiculous to me. Maybe they were upset at the draw. But that's still. No. I'm interested. I'm, like I'm wondering why. But that's nothing to do with them. Yeah, I, yeah, I know you're they right. They showed up you're to right. fight. Yeah, you're they showed right. up. They fought. They Just deserve. Trying to think, I'm trying to yeah. think what the reason could be. But uh, Ian, any final thoughts on UFC Noche before we uh, get to UFC Vegas 79, my friend? I liked it. It was good. It was okay. Fun. Um, I had a, a few final thoughts. Um. The one thing I thought was really strange, I thought that the African Zulu warrior music that they were playing during the tail of the tape, I think maybe they were, they thought that that was like authentic Mexican music, hmm. but that is not authentic Mexican music. That is African Zulu warrior war music that they were playing. It's African tribal music that they were playing. So every time it would come on, I'm like, do they understand that this is African music? This is not Mexican music. It was so strange. I thought I, that was so weird. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. I figured you would. Yeah, and then uh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really fun to see how Moreno would do as a commentator. They brought him on. Yeah, how did yeah, you yeah. think? How did you think he did as a commentator? He did pretty good. I mean, it, it, it's interesting because he's still playing a little catch up on the English language. Bingo. So that's that's the part. Does what he have to say? Does what he says rather? Is it valid and energetic? And he's a fun guy, and everybody loves him. So he gets so much more leeway because he's such a quality person. So he gets leeway on this, that. So I think he can actually do that, and it makes sense that he would do it with maybe three other people, so they could help him, and he could draw from 
the energy and what they say as he continues to improve on his uh, English language pronunciation. Bingo. I thought that uh, he didn't do great as an English commentator because of the broken English, but I could tell that in Spanish, he's probably amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I I thought he did really well. I thought it was funny how he pulled a Superman. I'm not sure why he did that, but he had this beautiful suit on when he was commentating. Next thing you know... He's in the crowd and he's wearing a black T-shirt and a gold chain. I didn't see. He that. pulled a Superman. I'm like, why did you go get changed? And now she's like, well, what? What do you mean? Why did he go get changed? He went to go get comfortable. I'm like, what do you mean he went to go get comfortable? He looked beautiful. Like, why would you go change? You you look amazing Maybe an in this after suit. After party, but you're classing it up. There. Classing. He looked he, good. He looked so good. So I don't know why he pulled a Superman and went to go get changed. Um, and the other thing, do you know how many years I went? Without knowing that Justin Gaethje was half Mexican. Oh, yeah. Because, he I mean, he doesn't wear it. I mean, not at all. So I not, I didn't know Justin Gaethje was Mexican until like two years ago. I finally found out yeah. he was Mexican. I never knew that. His mom, yeah. right? She's the one who's Mexican. That's where... Um, that's where it comes from. He doesn't wear the look, his hair, and his name. None of it speaks Nothing, the way he to talks, Hispanic the way he looks. or Mexican heritage. Yes. So that's yes. why people don't pick up on it, because that's usually where you go first. What's the name? How do you dress? What do you look like? What's your complexion? What's your hair color? And then it's, huh? Yeah, and then, and then uh, um, a few more props before we end. I just want to say that that belt was legit i don't know who designed that belt you did an amazing job that thing was beautiful i would love to have that hanging up in the studio that was a beautifully designed belt not that piece of shit circus belt that jake paul designed for whatever fight he had that mm. was ridiculous that <laughs> looks like it like a kid cra- crafted it? it yeah it was what? that it was, was the go- that's the definition of gaudy yes if you look up gaudy in the dictionary it's weird this belt was beautiful you guys did an amazing amazing job rather um congratulations on that and then uh the mexican people you guys really showed up i thought the entire arena looked like mexico city to the point where I started questioning, is this in Las Vegas? I thought yeah. the event was in friggin' Mexico. They really showed up, and you guys also really showed up for us. Last week was, uh, this isn't kudos to us, this is kudos um, to you guys, is um, we had the highest downloaded episode last week, and we had the most Mexican listeners yeah, uh, awesome. that we've ever had. We looked at the countries because we wanted to see where these huge spikes were coming from. And uh, we had a lot of listeners from uh, Mexico, which is a couple thousand listeners from Mexico. So thank you so much. We hope you guys are still tuning in. We hope you didn't just tune in because we were covering your people last week. Um, You know, stick with us. Yeah. You didn't got to be Mexican to listen. We we love everybody. We love every nationality. What you guys don't like? What are you, racist? Listen to the podcast. (laughs) The other thing I I really liked is when John Anik would go over to... The Spanish-speaking commentators. He's like, yeah, you guys all speak cool. Spanish, but you got to hear this. Like, at least feel this energy. They and who was it? Ponzinibbio and uh, I forget who else. The other gentleman. But they, was that Ponzinibbio? It was. Yeah, it I was, didn't know that. And it was all, when they brought that energy in. I saw. I saw. I saw. Did you ever see them when they do soccer? They're the best Mexican soccer commentators. Uh, Mexican. It's, it's so nice. Like I, I don't know what they're saying. But the energy <laughs> yeah. and the rhythm of the speech, it's on point. Yeah. So 
Go ahead and say it. I'll listen to you for a few minutes. I don't know what you're saying, but it's all good to me. Hell yeah, they did a terrific job. So congratulations to the Mexican people. Congratulations to Mookie. You guys win. All right, let's get to UFC Vegas 79, Febreze versus Gamrod. And we had one of the best fight nights of all time last week. This week, we got another fight night coming up. Is it going to be even close to as good as last week? Tell us what we got. Are we in for any fun? In for fun. Heck yeah, we're in for fun. UFC. We're about to get an e-analysis. That's always fun. That's, I don't know why I'm asking these stupid questions. I don't know. It's fun, but I'll, I'll give you some info. Okay. We have fight night. UFC fight night 228. Um, Fazeev, a.k.a. Fabrice. Fabrice. I mean, y'all think his nickname is the, the Ottoman, but. What's his name? The Ottoman? The nickname. Like furniture? A-T-A-M-A-N. I don't know what that means, to Go. be honest. Continue. Go ahead. So, I'm going to do a little research. All right. He's going to do a little research. That, that's his nickname. It's not the cool one that, that we gave him, Fabrice. That's the real one. Because he's uh, out there being fresh. so But we have Fazeev versus Game Gamrot here. So let's go through these two individuals. Rafael Fazeev, he's 30 years old. He weighs 155 pounds in the lightweight division. He is 5 foot 8 inches tall. He has an MMA record of 12 wins, 2 losses, 0 ties. His last fight was back in March of 2023. He boasts a record of 8 KOs, 1 submission, 3 decision, and he's out of Kazakhstan, but he's really fighting out of Thailand for Tiger Muay Thai. But now we have his very game opponent, a.k.a. Mataus Gamer Gamrot, and he is age 32, weight also 155 pounds because he is another lightweight in the lightweight division. And he is 5 foot 10 inches tall, posts a record of 22 wins with only two losses, zero ties, one no contest. His last bout was also in March 2023. So they've been off for this pretty much the same amount of time. They're back in it. They're back. They're both at the top of the division. And uh, their gamer Gumrot boasts seven KOs, five submission, ten decision, and he's fighting out of Poland, from Poland, I should say, not necessarily fighting out of. And these two collide. Let's see who moves up to the upper upper echelon of this division, and it should be fun. Now, what do they have to do to win? Well, let's start with Fazeev. You know what? He's a striking machine. He's the definition of Muay Thai. He's got great flexibility, great reads. He throws crazy crisp strikes. He's That's just engaging number two. Yeah. And those two, that last fight, which, to be honest, that's a good meter to go by. He's going to win this. He's going to win this fight. And yeah. I know I, I after I seen what he did to Justin Gaethje, I was like, this kid's the real deal. Oh, and everybody's yeah. in trouble whoever fights it. He's, he's one of those dudes how you always used to say for Tony Ferguson, you don't want to fight him because you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Whether you win or lose, you're, you're going to look like you were in a ac- car accident. Yep. That's Fabrice. He is. Yeah. He is that guy. And you know what? He's been in the fight game so long because he was, he was in a different combat sport long before MMA. So for those that don't know him and say, well, he's only got 12 wins and two losses. 
yeah, he wasn't an MMA guy. He was a Muay Thai guy. You know what? I used to watch his clips a long time ago doing amazing super. Really? Oh, How yeah, How long yeah, have yeah. you known him for? I only knew him when he came into the UFC. Oh, you know what? I first randomly found him probably on YouTube or somewhere on the internet quite a while ago, long before this, because he would do the move, that Matrix-like move, where you would go to head kick him, and he could bend completely backwards with that. square I've feet. i clips of it. Yeah. Well, he's done it in the UFC also in at least one of his fights, I remember. But he could go all the way to almost a 90-degree angle backwards and then pop right back up just to avoid like a roundhouse kick. And it is so fast and impressive. So when I saw that, I started watching his other fights and just seeing his angles and his speed. And then he decided to come to the UFC, and I thought, this is going to be fun. But how is he going to transition to a to a game with a solid fence? And again, wrestling, grappling, to which he has picked up more than well. And he needs to for this fight because Gramrot, his background is predominantly wrestling. And then he's added submission to this. So... Gamrot, <clears throat> excuse me, is a very well-rounded individual, and he's tough. He could punch, he could kick, he could knock you out through those weapons. He can wrestle and get you down and grind you. He could submit you. So it's going to be a tough bout for Fazeev because you know, in that striking nature. But he's picked up Fazeev, that is, on great takedown defense. He has his own trips and, and things of that nature, but. For the sake of winning this fight, again, be ready. Stand more in the center. Don't get yourself backed up against the fence because that leads to pushing up and then that leads to drag down the fence takedowns for your opponent, Gamron. So you don't want to be in that neck of the woods necessarily. And what Fazeev does well is he mix up strikes from head to toe. So essentially keep doing that because... When you throw that, your opponents have to be ready. And I would honestly start with the calf kicks on the inside because if you're a wrestler, not only do you want to damage the the front leg from being able to go do a penetration step and whatnot, but Gamrot's so good at either going for wrestling or throwing power punches that anytime he gets ready to load up, if you kick the inside of the leg, you'll offset the knee and ruin his next plan of motion, whether it's a takedown or a punch. So do that along with throw front kicks up the middle from beginning. So he knows if you come down, if you come down here to grab my ankle because Gamrot goes low with his takedowns, he kind of dives in and he reaches low. He doesn't do more of the high crotch takedowns. So be ready for that and throw some knees to let him know that there's stuff coming up the center. So you're going to pay for it if you go with this. That is his route to victory. And again, Fazeev throws the most brutal liver kick. Oh my goodness. He finds it. So again. Then he landed on Gaethje? He lands it on everybody. Right? He, he lands, lands it, it on, on Gaethje. Everybody. He <clears throat> sneaks it under the elbow. It's very fast. It's very powerful and you don't see it coming he doesn't telegraph it because he just flicks it up so do that stay in the middle shoot some things in the center and take out the inside knee with low roundhouse kicks that'll offset the step and that's kind of an important thing 
Moving right along. We Who take? Have, oh, I'm sorry. Go, 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 you didn't I, even I, do Gamera. I'm, so, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know we were doing 30 minute analysis. Go ahead. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Get back in the you, know, I, you know, I counted your analysis to one day. It was no. it was like 25 minutes. No way. I, Ian, I swear to God, sometimes you'll go what on kind forever. How hard am I? <laughs> it was so long one day. Uh, we got We got a. I don't know. People I love a, it. I need a light signal. Go ahead. I need a flickering it. light signal. We shut could, up. We could do that. We yeah. Could if you said it, it, then I'll like see it and I'll like, oh, wrap it up. Like they do at the award ceremonies. They start blinking the light. But then what like, if it's like now that you didn't get to get to Gamrod? So you would you would need to know how to pace yourself for that to work. I'll learn but with the light. If you only have I'll a five myself. minute timer and you spend five minutes on Febreze and then your time's about to run out. then it's I'll be like, Gamrod, he's a good fighter. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Gamrod. What he needs to do is, again, you're a tough guy, mix it up. Your route is continue with the grappling and try to wear him out. Use the attrition of your ground game and ground and pound to work. I know you stand up with people and you're tough and you could take a licking and keep on ticking, but don't play that game with Fazeev because he's fast and he could do that except he has more power than most of the other people in the strikes in this division. So at least he could hit you with a, a combination of six things, and all six will be powerful. It won't be, I'll just tap you up for the setup on the very last one of this sequence, which people do. He could hit you hard with all six and fast, which is an impressive skill and doesn't happen too much, even at the lightweight division. So one thing you can't do is... Gamrot, you go low for takedowns, and you tend to reach. <clears throat> and because you're fast and tough, you've gotten away with it with some of your opponents. But he'll actually reach with straight arms and go in, and he grabs other people. You can't do that with him. He'll see it coming, and he's fast enough to take a step back for that and do a switch kick, a switch knee, or bring it right up. You're going to pay for that if you make some of the mistakes you've made in other fights. Uh, by taking strikes and, and being a little slower. So really, really focus on, I hope you've been focusing on cleaner setups, faster setups, way to push him back to the fence and go from there because that's your safest and best route to victory. Ground him out with a ground and pound. Okay, who do you have winning, Ian Abbott? I, I just think Fazeev wins for kind of the same reasons. Um, Gamrot gives some tells to this, and Fazeev's speed he'll catch these reads fast enough where he could counter on them and, and he makes you pay he makes you pay in a, in a horrible way you're smart he's gonna so. win i know that for a fact take that to the yeah. bank oh, oh, oh. take that to the bank whoa all right let's get to the sleepers and bangers so the three i got this week first up i got bryce mitchell Ooh. versus dan no 50k ege okay it's gonna be nice to see bryce Mitch bryce mitchell back rather let's see if he brings his camo shorts this time uh next up i got marina rodriguez versus the karate hottie that's gonna be fun and then for third Ian's boy, the Dirty Bird, Tim Means versus Andre Fialo. Oh, that's going to be a grinder. That's that's two people that just that's don't care. They just they don't just, give a F. Yeah. Right? That's going to be fun. So those are my uh, three sleepers and bangers. Ian, anything I left out? Anything else you're looking forward to? Yes. Uh, my man, Brian Battle. I knew. And AJ Fletcher. It. Yeah, that's going to be similar records. Um, it's interesting. I believe the odds... Actually, no, not the odds. I'm sorry. I saw somewhere, and I don't know the, the validity of this, but I saw just general, maybe it was topology, global rankings. 
of those two fighters. And it's so funny. 37 and 73. Brian Battle was 37. AJ Fletcher is is 73. And and look at their records. 9 and 2 and And 10 10 and 2. So the person with more experience and one more victory and a slightly better record is twice as low on a global record. That's not a lot of people know who AJ Fletcher is. Brian Battle coming from uh, coming from tough. Pe- more people know him. He's making the bigger splash. Okay. I know you hate that stuff, but yeah, because it that comes it, into it, play it, with the rankings, and it shouldn't. I know, I know you hate that. It, it we shouldn't. we had it's this dumb. discussion the, a long then, then time you're ago. Popularity. I remember when it's Mighty stupid. Mouse got taken off the top twenty. Oh my god! And they yeah. added Colby. And you were like super upset about it, and we had oh, I'm <laughs> it was fired up. We just talking about. Uh, you want to know something? Unreal. I listened unreal. to that episode not too long ago, maybe like a month ago, and you brought it up during "Want to Get Anything Off Your Chest," <laughs> and I sort of had the argument of, "Well, why are you upset? It makes sense that they took Mighty Mouse off and put Colby on because Colby." Colby's more of a, a a fan favorite. He's more in the spotlight now, and and Mighty Mouse hasn't uh, won a fight in two years. I had these arguments, and as I was listening to it, I sort of wasn't sure I even agreed with myself. Mm. Like I started thinking, but but is Colby that much of a fan favorite to outweigh Mighty Mouse's skills for the rankings? Like, is that right to completely take Mighty Mouse off the rankings completely over a two year two years of not having a fight so and then we see him now i mean he's fighting he's oh winning. if we he's had it now we like no we, there would have been a Mighty different Mouse discussion is on there. mount rushmore 100 percent. if you if people don't have him on your mma mount rushmore you're incorrect 100 you're a fool you if suck I, if, you, if you suck you're stupid you're stupid let's you foolish sucky stupid person yeah sucky stupid let's get right. to <laughs> let's get to the slip picks so last week's results i went two for three my wins were valentina shevchenko Ross <laughs> <laughs> rosas jr and my loss was kevin holland big mouth that was where the heart was at and that's okay. My boy didn't get it done, but I went with him. Ian, he went uh, three for three. His wins were Valentina Shevchenko, <laughs> Raul Rosas Jr., and Roman. Same I'm... shit, different day. Another hondo for Ian. I'll take What's it. new? I'll take it. What's new? My man kills it every week. All right. Um, for my picks this week, I'm going with Rafael Fabrice, Bryce Mitchell, Dirt Nasty, uh, Marina Rodriguez, Brian Battle, Ricardo Ramos, Andre Fialo, please, please, my Naya deal, don't get knocked out again because this is going to be three in a row. This is a super gamble right now, putting this money on Andre Fialo because this shit can go either way. That dude just it, starts throwing leather and he just friggin' throws, it's like throwing the dice. That really kid just throws can. the dice. Instead of throwing the dice, he throws leather and he's either catching you or you're catching him. It goes. So yeah. this is a big gamble for me, but I'm going with him. Uh, and then number seven, I am going Mohamed Usman. And I'm making another slip pick, which is if Jake loses this fight, I predict he's going to get cut. Okay. He's going to get cut. Watch. Because this is going to be his seventh loss out of the last 10. He'll have lost seven fights out of 10. Okay. And watch. Jake Collar, if he loses this, he's going to get cut. So he needs this. Yeah. And and, and I've rarely been wrong. When I make these predictions about people getting cut, if they don't win, I've 
hit it on the head the majority of the time. So just be be prepared for this dude to not be here uh, anymore, or there at least be talks of him not being here anymore if he doesn't win this, because that's too much. Seven out of your last ten, dude, that's way, way, way too much. Speaking of people that have had some losses and— Sam got- Alvey, I know it. How did I know oh, it? Oh, my man. Talgate? Oh, Talgate, are you bringing up the towel? No. <gasps> you what? didn't see it? No. Dude, he pulled the towel trick and got away with it. What? It was so obvious, bro. No, I'll show it to you're you. You're kidding me. I was talking about his first round, crack him up, looking in good form, getting a W in the karate combat world there. Dude, look at this. I didn't see that. No, tell me this isn't true. <laughs> Wait till you see how obvious this was. They do not know what they're doing over there. Look, look, Ian. Wait, look, show Ian. me. Turn it around. Turn, 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 turn. <laughs> <laughs> now you got Ian's attention. Dude, he doesn't even try to hide it. Watch. Let's go. <laughs> look how much he's hanging on it. Dude, why? Look how much he's hanging <laughs> on it. And then he's even look at this idiot here. He's like trying to hold it. <laughs> and then he celebrates. Yes, you guys are idiots. Nobody knows what they're doing over here in this organization. Look, he's running to get dressed. Like no redos. No Never done. He's he's just happy because he got away with it. You yeah. know that's why he's screaming. Yes, yeah. nobody caught me. Yeah, he ran faster. And like blah, blah, I knew, blah blah. Yeah, bro. But, well, I can watch that ten times in a row. First of all, at least are they are they his people or are they neutral people? I think they, they're neutral they people. Be, they no. have the karate combat t shirts on. They're they staff. Be. Then Dude, they would know. Look, he look when Sam Alvey pushes on it. Watch, he's he pushing it down hands. so hard. Watch, he's pushing it down so hard that this dude on the right of him, look, he has to he has to hold it up. He has to physically hold yeah, it up a little that's more. That's why I thought he, they got to be his people. No, they're not. They're karate combat people. I think. I don't. I they think have they're staff. To be his people, though, they have to be because you, unless they don't know that trick at all and how that significantly impacts your weight. This is what I said. They, I said that over there, I think their staff don't know what they're doing. I don't think they even know that trick. Oh my goodness! Because it, it, because right away, if you pull the towel out, as soon as Sam Alvey went to go touch it, you, you should have been like. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Let go. Let go of the towel. Oh, this no, isn't t- a towel. This is more like a cur- like a tablecloth. Yeah, yeah. Like no, a black no, tablecloth. No touchy touchy. Let's yeah, watch no. it again. This okay. is I can watch this. I knew 20, you were gonna I watch this. this 20 times. That amount right there. Listen, if you watch this video, that <laughs> right there. Listen, I'm guessing that th- that's that's three pounds. <laughs> that's 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 a solid three pounds. He just took off. He went from being on Earth to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> like he went from his weight on Earth to his weight oh, on the moon. Oh my goodness, that's a solid three pounds. He just got away with in this day and age. That's crazy. One hundred percent. That's funny. Or is it like, I mean. Do they not know this, or is it like we don't care? Is it sort of like game bread and like, hey, you're fighting, you guys want a juicy juice all you want? We don't care. I mean, oh, you did say that they looked super uh, juiced up last dude, week. Please look up a, a picture of Dos Santos. Okay, let me take. You're, a look at you're this. gonna think he has been training for a bodybuilding contest, not for a bare knuckle MMA fight. Like those guys are both TRT'd. 
<laughs> to the T. <laughs> like when you see his picture without a shirt posing, like those dudes turn back time. Is that him right there? Yeah, that's not even a good picture. No, that's an old picture. Go look at him. That wait. See, that's not even a good picture. Like there's better there's a better picture where his hands are down. I mean, he looks he you looks, think for Doom looks super juiced though? At least not in this picture, right? I mean, he looks more trim. He's usually a little more overweight. So, Dos yeah. Santos, I agree with Where's you. Where's the he other? I, those more. aren't even the good pictures of of Let me see, Maybe, maybe a, I can find a, good a little uh, a little uh, clippy clip on, yeah. on Twitter. So yeah, there's a there's a several where he's uh, maybe I think in blue shorts and but it's you're like damn. Aw. Is it if this is a experiencing this moment including gosh darn video game. I have to watch with saying Oh no, uh, it's not. Okay. Killer fights and this is uh, it's still not the best. Ian, it's it's just if it yeah. doesn't get any better than this, this is the actual replay. This is the actual fight. But the lighting, I mean, the lighting the other one was Oh my gosh. I got to I got to admit, E, I was expecting more. I was expecting like Ubering. I was expecting like no, he's just more Dos Santos to look like the Hulk. No, he's just more trim and chiseled up than he's been. That's not good lighting. You'll, if you see the front of him. Okay. Man, it's almost like when someone tells you something and then you just doesn't up, live up to the Yeah, I, w- I wish I didn't see it because I, I was picturing like they were monsters now. Not monsters, <laughs> like but definitely like, wait a minute. Something's up. I got you. Oh, absolutely. I got you. Okay, um, Ian, you have to make your picks. Uh, who are you going with this week, my friend? <clears throat> I am going with Rafael Fabriz. Okay. I am going with Dan Ige. Oh, that's surprising. Okay. Yeah, this right. one's going to be an interesting I'm one. I'm surprised to see you go with him. Okay. I'm going to go Marina. I'm going to go Battle. Okay. Man, the other one. So we're opposites so far on just the Bryce Mitchell fight. I might. I'm. You know what? This is tough. I'm going Jordan. So that's opposite. Uh, are you a fan of Jordan? <clears throat> when I was uh, going over the sleepers and bangers, for some reason, every time I see Charles Jordan, I always think, oh, Ian likes him. But then I'm like, maybe he th- I don't know why I'm thinking that. It, are you a fan of Charles Jordan or no? Do I just have that in my head? I mean, he's not bad. But he, you're not. you're not a big fan. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. Okay, of then him, I don't. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. <clears throat> I'm saying I'm not a fan. And oh, maybe you know I'm what? thinking of a different friend, one that I teach things to before I'm... my other friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe a different friend that I I play Let favorites with. Let, <laughs> Let it go. go. <laughs> uh, what is that song? I like that song. Look, Elsa. Look, Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song. They did good with that, that is song. A good song. I know what you're talking it's about. It's a very pretty song from the movie Frozen. Let it go. Yeah, I like the way they did that. They did a nice job. They did. All right, go ahead. So Charles Jordan. Usman. Okay. I might, you know what? The the the, the, the <laughs> I'm gonna have that um, in my head all day now. The Fialo means is such a tough one to pick. And if means decides to use his wrestling then I want to pick him. If he decides I'm just going to set up and I'm going to make this a wrestling match to throw off Andre and, and keep with it, then I pick him. But if he doesn't, then I don't know if I want to pick him. And I don't know which versions. I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm thinking means if he does wrestling. But if he doesn't, so I'm going to not. 
pick. See what t-shirt I ordered? Not pick. Oh, from our people, extended family. Yeah, yeah, for UFC. Noche. I wore Mookie's West, brand. West Coast people. Extendedfamilyapparel.com. Buy now. Buy now. Buy now. Okay, so is that it then? That's it. Okay, so no Dirty Birdie and no uh, Fialo. You're Correct. staying away from that. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. Enjoy uh, UFC Vegas 79 or as Ian said, UFC, what was the other one for? UFC Fight Night 228, I think you said. I only pay attention to the uh, the Vegas number. Oh, it's going to be 228. You're right. Okay. I don't even know. Do you think that we should just get rid of numbers completely and maybe just use the names? I mean, isn't that enough if we just say UFC Fight Night Febreze versus Gamrot? Why do we have to put the numbers? I don't I don't, I don't know. know. You know, I, I feel know. like it's getting confusing or pick one or the other. If we're going to use two different ones, it doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> I, maybe they, I don't because they screwed up the sequence. Remember, if it's on this channel, it's this ESPN. Uh, they, they've made some odd numbers. Remember, there's different two different running numbers, so maybe that's why they have numbers and names because they screwed up. They had a bad system. They had a flawed system at some point. Yeah, and then they don't make any they sense because the TV ones separate from the ESPN ones, and I don't know. And then sometimes they go back to the same country. Like I think when they did UFC London. I was like, okay, you want to call it UFC London, that's fine. But when they returned the following year, they called it UFC London again without calling it UFC London 2, UFC oh. London 1. I mean, depending on who you are, some people put a 1 for the second um, mm. of whatever that is, and yeah. then some people will put 2. I like to put 2. To me, yeah. it's not 1. I already did the first one, so why yeah. am I putting a 1 on the second foul? Yeah, you know I what I'm saying? Know. But uh, when they did UFC London, they called it UFC London again. You have to call it UFC London 2. Or London, London, like Fergie does. London, <laughs> Fergie. That was pretty good. Uh, that that album was was the shit when it came out. Um, okay, uh, let's get to the current events. So first up on the current events list, we have my boy Cyril gone. He says that a fight with Tom Aspinall is gonna come, but now is not the time. Let's take a listen. Let's see what my boy's talking about. I know a lot of people talk about Aspinall, but this doesn't make sense for me. Like uh, like every time uh, with my management, uh, they did a really great job all of my career. You see, that's why it was really so fast. And now I just want to go to the bed. I'm number one, Katanda. He's number four. It doesn't make sense. I just want to go now. I did it already. Like uh, it was a big risk against this wrestler. So now I, I don't want to do to make a uh, and to. To have another risk, I just I want to take a risk for for something for for a big deal, you see. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, st- I'm I'm gonna stay here for 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 uh, for a long time. So we're gonna have time with Thomas Pinar for sure. We're gonna come. So no worries for the people. We're gonna do this fight. But now my my fight is not this one. I just want the bear and I want to go to the bear. Okay, so pretty much he's saying uh, to sum it up that he's willing to fight Aspinall in the future. He feels that that fight is definitely going to happen, but right now is not the time. He doesn't want that fight now. He wants to fight for the belt right away. And I guess, yeah, I guess he, I don't know if in this one, I read that he didn't want to fight Pavlov, Sergey either. Because again, behind him, if if that information I read was correct. So, but here's, here's what we got to look at. You're probably going to ask the same thing as me. Okay, the next fight. Coming up is going to be John Jones and Stipe, right? You are going to ask the same thing as me. Go ahead. So then 
that leaves him, and, and I'm okay with this decision if Stipe wins. If Stipe wins, then it makes sense that you fight Stipe for the title, right? Then I'm okay with it. I'm okay if you wait. Stipe beats Jones, you fight Stipe for the title. I get it. But if Jones wins, then I don't know that it makes sense for you to get another chance at John Jones. He took you out very easily, very quickly, not that long ago. So then... I don't know that people want to see that fight or if it makes sense for you to fight John Jones for the title again. Then then it should be um, we should do some title elimination contenders. Then it should be and the people in that mix are Aspinall, Sergey, Sergey and yourself. Yeah. So what does that mean? I f- maybe it's you sit out, maybe those two fight. Maybe of Aspinall and Sergey fight, and you fight the winner of that, and then if you win, you get John Jones. Then that makes a little more sense. Or, but what's really realistically going to happen, and I'll just predict the future. Maybe this is what I was going to say. Go ahead. Because that, that wasn't what I was going to say. Stipe and Jones are going to fight. Jones is going to win. Jones is going to retire. And then you need... Yes. That, then, then what do we got to do? And that's really that's what's what the gonna math happen. is going to happen. That's what we got to figure out. The UFC is going to wait. First of all, they're not going to do anything until the Jones-Stipe fight is yeah. over. Once the Jones-Stipe fight is over, if John actually does retire, they're probably going to go ahead and there's either two fights that are going to happen. Well, it's either going to be Cyril versus Aspinall for the title, or it's going to be Cyril and Sergey for the title. That's what's good. Cyril's going to fight for the title next. That's my prediction. But wait, what if we did... Okay, what we say happens... Stipe loses, Jones wins, Jones retires. Why not have Sergey Aspinall fight and the winner fights Cyril for the title? That's fine, too. So he sits around. That's 100% fine. Fight, and then you have the legitimate who's actually supposed to be there. Because those two are near the top, but they're still down a little bit. We have Blades, who's a little farther down and has to do a little work to come up. And Aspinall but, just came back, too, from that injury. Yeah. So, so for him to fight for the title on his first fight back after the injury, it's a little quick. Yeah. So if he fights, if he fights Sergey and beats Sergey, it's like no denying him. Yeah. So that that needs to be a title eliminator. Those two fight, then it's a good you plan. Get to we fight should do that for the title, and then everything makes sense. Yeah. Is fun, plays out well, gets ratings, blah blah blah. Everybody's happy, money's made. A real title fight that makes sense in the sequential order that it should be. The world is right. Stay tuned for Slipster Nation. Yeah, people are saying that Cyril is scared and doesn't want to fight Aspinall. And it's, you know, it's like, uh, of course he's scared. He admit he said, he didn't come out and say, I'm scared. He's saying it's, it's a, risk. a risk. A big risk. Why Everybody. would I take a risk? It's He's number four. I'm number one. I'm in position next for the title shot. Why would I go and and fight a guy who's extremely dangerous that has a chance of winning when I don't have to do that? So is he scared? Yeah, of course he's a little scared, but he has reason to be a little scared. So he has, uh, You'd rather do it my time de- people would say, he has a verajuni. He has a verajuni on that, that he, he definitely has a point. So um, I like our plan. I think we should go ahead... We make Sergey Aspinall now, and then we wait to see how Jones and Stipe plays out. Most likely, both of those guys are probably going to retire, 
And then we go ahead and do Cyril versus the winner of Sergey Aspinall. I think that's a perfect situation. And the loser of Sergey Aspinall fights Blades at some point later. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about Blades. I forgot he's in the mix. He's yeah. He, Holy we, shit! He been? Oh my God, he's been. He's not talking. He's not. He's hiding. Maybe he's maybe he's oh, working on. I forgot on... about that dude. That's how like nobody. That's how much nobody cares about him. I totally even forgot. He, maybe he's out there boxing. Maybe he's in a dirty, sweaty boxing gym somewhere, really getting it ready. Maybe. He's going to come back and make you apologize for everything you've ever said about him for the last, like, two years. We'll see. <laughs> okay, and then uh, speaking of John Jones, uh, here's another oh, headline no. that Ian uh, brought to my attention today. D-tier basketball player James Johnson thinks that he can beat John Jones after a year of training because he's six foot eight. Let's take a listen to see what he said. I think I could beat him for real. But like I said, with a year of training defense, I just need ground defense. I think the scary thing, because we're big athletes, it's like, okay, JJ can move how you move, and he's 6'8". Right. That's the scary part, like, where, okay, he can do everything you do, and he's 6'8". Like, that's where the, the big difference comes in. Yeah, and the opposite is, he started learning how to use your hands and your feet, what, after college? Like, I've been punching and kicking since I was five six years old so like the same thing for me though is the opposite for him because he been wrestling for that long learning yeah, all his yeah, wrestling yeah. moves and things like that for that long for me you know what i mean i started learning the wrestling game and all that in middle school the jujitsu you know he has a big advantage there because no one wants to get on the floor but as long as i can keep him from going on the floor i win wait, wait i have questions because i don't know who this is I, I don't Do- know his combat sport background. Oh, damn it. That's what I wanted I to know. Does this dude that. have, yeah, does he have any, he sounds like he has training. He sounds like he's been training his whole life. He even mentioned jujitsu and wrestling and what level? punching and kicking since he was six years old means he knows how to strike. So what level though? Yeah, I don't know. I can't even comment yeah. on this now because I don't know if this dude actually trains. Yeah, but I thought I it was mean, just some random basketball player with no training saying if I train MMA for a year, I'll beat John Jones. And that's that's the piece that I don't know either is what level, but I mean, I, I could see if you're a professional athlete, you're usually athletic and you can go sideways to a lot of other sports and do well. I mean, we've seen football and the baseball and the basketball. We, we've seen people that could do all of those well. But the other thing is, all right, you have training in these other areas, but have you competed or sparred enough in live situations? Or is it, you know, I'm a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo, Tang Sudo, Karate. Like, what? Oh, I like how you said that. What, what Say is that again? It? Which one? Karate. Karate. Yeah, all right, good. And <laughs> so, what, because there's a lot of black belts in the world in different martial arts and, and striking martial arts and things of that nature, traditional Korean or Japanese martial arts and things of that nature. But is that at the level of what people are doing in the UFC? And you're talking about, you know, one of the greatest to ever do it. So you're putting your name in there with a year of training. First of all, I could tell you, I don't know what grappling training you kind of admit it was a little bit later. A year, it's not cutting it, my man. A year is not getting you 
to compete with John Jones. So I don't know. How is a year getting him to compete with John Jones when we have athletes in the UFC who've been training for multiple years and they still can't catch up? Like we have guys that have been fighting for, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years. And now they're about to go up against somebody who's light years ahead of them. And and, and, like, let's say, let's take, let's take take Masvidal, Colby, for instance, whenever they, when, when, when Gamebred wanted the second fight, he wanted the rematch. And I said, I know that he's thinking if he works on his wrestling a little more, he can catch up. He's not going to catch up. There's no catching up. And you got Gamebred who's been training his entire life. And who has been doing wrestling. Yes. Like, he's it's not that he's not doing wrestling and hasn't been. He just added like extra, extra concentration in wrestling. So these people who are all training these different things, these different disciplines. Training with Colby, too. Yeah. Training with Colby. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't catch up. What makes you think you're just gonna draw like jump in a gym and after a year you're gonna be able to catch up to to John Jones, it's just, I mean, I guess you, unless you're you'd some have to crazy be, freak phenom. That's why I was just, you have to be a phenom. You have to be a John Jones. You have to be a BJ Penn. You have to be, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Your boy, WWE. Arriba WWE. What? Who? Huh? Your boy. Brock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Arriba WWE. Oh, my goodness. Let's move on to Brock. <laughs> well, he's not. I mean, he came in and never fought MMA before, and then came in and true and won the title. And that was through I, his I wrestling. Think Greg Hoyle would that was, argue with you. That was through his wrestling. That, no, you know, his wrestling got him to there, and it was good wrestling. So there you go. And, and steroids and strength and being <laughs> overweight. But anyway, <laughs> I was waiting for it to come. <laughs> yeah, you didn't let me down. I uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. I mean, it's it's crazy. The amount GSP, he was a karate guy, right? No, you're not allowed to say that word anymore unless you say it the way you said it before. GSP was a karate guy. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And he is a super athletic person who worked on his wrestling. But he worked on his wrestling and jujitsu with like the best people in the world for a, a crazy amount of time. He became obsessed with it. Yeah. So... Like, unless you're some of these three people I mentioned, that one year, that's a lot of work to do that I just don't think your learning curve is getting to that point. So, with all due respect, you're getting smeared, is the bottom line. Yeah, it's, uh, I forgot what they call those type of people. It's uh, bro something, bro MMA. Almost how they say it for for guys who watch football. And they say uh, Sunday couch quarterback or something uh, like that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a, there's, a, there's a, a phrase. I don't know that. Yeah, phrase. there's a That's phrase funny. when it comes to MMA too. It's MMA bro something, and it's people who think you know you can just get in there and do. Why aren't they punching? If I was in there, I'd kill him. You know, a lot of like what Lino P does. Like you, <laughs> you know, when Lino makes uh when when Lino says um if he's in a, a choke. Uh, <laughs> going back and listening to all the episodes ago uh, uh, from the past, it's so funny listening to something because I was uneducated. And then you would say something and I would learn and I'd say, oh, I'm wrong in what I'm saying. And now I understand why it's wrong, though. But some of the stuff I said is just so funny. I remember one was I said that if there was 10 seconds on the clock, you're not getting me. I didn't say 10. I think it was more or less like five. I was like, if there's five seconds on the clock, I'm not tapping. 
You're not getting me to tap. That person is a pussy who tapped out. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not tapping. Like, I, I know that I can tell you that, and I know this probably sounds like MMA bro, blah, 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 but I'm not tapping. You'll never get me to tap. And you were like, well, here's the thing. You're not just worried about going out and staying awake. You got to worry about something breaking and saying, is this worth it right now? Or do I just get out of here and get out of the, and, and take the L on this one so I can make money in the next three months, six months, or am I about to have like a career ending injury right now that takes me out of the sport? And I got educated and I became less of an MMA bro, so on and so forth. Yeah. Over the last five years, I've become le- less and less of an MMA bro, so and so. Yeah. And it's Thank funny. you to Ian Evan. Thanks to Ian Evan. Thank God we had you on this podcast because there'd been a lot of like, a lot of bullshit on here. <laughs> like, I would have never learned from my mistakes. I, I would just say things and think that it's always right. So thank God I've had you here to... People would love People love you, though. Oh, I don't know people about that. People love you. I don't know about that. Um, okay, so um, there you go. Ian thinks you're an idiot for what you said. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go to the last current events. Uh, this one I want to show you real quick. I almost didn't want to bring it up because I feel it's staged. I don't care. I don't know if everybody else thinks it's staged like I do, but I just don't buy this. I'm excited to know what the heck we're going to be talking about. Pajera, he posted a, a video, Alex Pajera. Okay. And it's a video of him. It's a video of his two kids pulling a prank on him and pretending like they're uh burglar. Oh, oh my. I saw. So you did see it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Ian, tell me the truth. Dica verita. Is it real? Do you believe that that's real? You don't think that's staged? You think Alex Pajeda, you don't think that he was in on that? The way his son fell and you want to watch it again? Let me watch it Let's again. Let's watch it again. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it, dude. I'm not buying that that this wasn't staged. I wish here's before you play it. Here's what I wish I knew that would help me if I understood Portuguese. Because a lot of times you could pick up, if it were English for your own language, you could pick up on bad acting. But you need to know how the flow of English language is and more specifically how that particular person talks. Mm-hmm. But because I don't speak Portuguese, it has its own flow and breaks. I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> that was good. Sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that, so I can't pick up that. what he's saying. Like, Is that like really terrible acting and i could tell immediately or not so that's they a piece have body that's language missing. though body that's language. missing but we got the body language piece let's see if we can tell by that for those who haven't seen this one son is at the top of the steps one son is at the bottom of the steps behind a wall where the front door is where alex pahed is coming in the one at the top's filming the other one's in a scary costume Yes, he's in a body suit costume, whatever you call this thing. I would think that you definitely know what that thing is called. For my, some reason, I don't know why. I just feel like you do. My son has it and went for it for Halloween like two years ago. And there you go. <laughs> and there you go. I was right. Caramba, velho, moleque, velho. Pô, não é brincadeira não, velho, de fazer, meu. Caramba, velho, que bosta, velho. Vocês só faz merda, velho. Caramba, mano, porra. 
I'm not buying it, dude. I'm going to show you why I'm not buying it. This right here, whenever the sun comes, see how I'm showing it slow-mo? He's coming off the wall. And then he know, like he almost knows that the that he, that Pajeda's going to pretend like he was going to hit him. So he goes and he slips and falls. And Pajeda, <laughs> the way Pajeda goes to throw that punch, if Pajeda, if this wasn't staged, that punch would have came a little closer. Like it would have been more... You disagree. You think this this looks real? Let me see it again. Come on, man. Look at how his son falls. His son falls like he knows what that he's supposed to fall. And even Pajeda here, the way he's acting, sort of, it it seems like that that that, 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 that stage too. What he's saying to him. Here, here's what. Here's what makes me think. It, it could be real. I have been in a very identical, uh, similar, not identical. I've been in a couple similar situations that this, that were real. As in, I'll give you the examples because this same scenario has happened to me a few times. <clears throat> I am one of those people that, you know, by the end of the day, I'm tired. I go to bed. I usually don't have too much difficulty falling asleep. And I fall asleep, and the sounds that I know to happen, I'm able to ignore. So if it's a banging sound, well, if it's a banging sound that occurs um, routinely, and I I know what what it is, then my brain eventually tunes out that this is a normal sound, it's not danger, blah, blah, blah. If it is a sound or a sequence that my brain doesn't know, then I wake up in like kill mode. Oh, Jesus. And it's very. There's a lesson to be learned mode. And it's it, it scares me and it scares and it's happened to like multiple people. It's I almost did it to my little brother uh, and my kids. It's happened to them repeatedly because I'll be deep sleep. Right, it happens. If I'm a little bit awake, then I sort of open my eyes or figure out what it is. So it happens when I'm in a super deep sleep, mm-hmm. and my kids will get up and they'll use the bathroom in the night and they'll go back to bed or whatnot. But even that, sometimes I wake up, sometimes I don't because I I know the creak coming from a bunk bed. I know the sound of a spread spring. I know how they walk and the pace they walk. <laughs> so. I'm not alarmed by this, mm-hmm. but when they've mixed things up, if they've moved faster to my room, um, I've jumped up out of bed with a raised fist, like jumped to going from Jesus, sound to sleep. Paranoid person, Ian Evitt. I go from sound to sleep, and in less than a second, I am up, standing on my bed with my hand raised ready to attack. Then again, you do refuse to go to a restaurant if you're not facing the door. (laughs) This doesn't surprise me that you're this paranoid when you're sleeping. But it is. It's because the foot pattern was different. Now I don't recognize that as my my kids. It's like something's coming at me. I hear a faster pace and my kids don't usually run at night. So I jumped up multiple times. Uh, I've had Parker come in like super quiet where I didn't hear him walk, but sound asleep. And then I sensed when he was almost above me, like I don't know what made me sense it because I was in a deep sleep. 
and I've immediately jumped up and he's fallen the same way. Like I've jumped up and he looked exactly like that and falls. He's like, it's just me like terrified because I jump up ready to attack and scare them. And that's happened multiple times in multiple people. And it was all, it looked just like that. I look like he mm-hmm. did. My kids look like that. They've literally. So it looked real. It looked real to you. So to me, I've okay. been in that scenario. So I can't say if it is or not, but I could say that looks exactly like many times that I've experienced with okay, me and other people. His son didn't fall to me like he looked terrified. It looked like he was faking looking terrified. And that's what my kids like, like, like they literally crumble and melt and they're like, uh. but they were legit terrified. Yeah. Yeah. This looks like he's putting on an act, but maybe but I'm wrong. On. Maybe I'm wrong. I, so I'm I don't wrong. know. I honestly don't know. The this is what happens when everybody is staging things anymore. Yeah. Now I believe everything is staged. This I think is, everything can be staged now. And that's the sad truth. Yeah. One thing I could tell you that costume, I don't know what it's called. If I could find a picture later, I'll show you of my son when he was it. He was, we were at a Halloween store a couple years ago and he's looking hundreds of costumes and he doesn't even watch scary movies because they scare him. Mm-hmm. Like he's not one, every other kids his age are like, I'll watch this and I'll stay up late. He's no, I'll have a movie on that's slightly scary. Dad, turn this off. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> he's anti scary movie. And then he just, after being in a Halloween costume store a couple years ago for, like 40 minutes. I'm like, come on, dude. You wait, let's go, man. He's having fun, bro. It's like one of the best experiences it, when you're a kid. It is. And, and I let him enjoy <laughs> the a lot to, And it's like the funnest place ever looking at all the costumes. He probably wants to see everything. He And he sure did. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he goes, I think I'm going to get this. And I was so baffled. I'm like, who is this? I don't know. Well, like what, what drew you to this? Hundreds of costumes and he mentioned, well, I like Fortnite. Maybe I want to be a Fortnite character. I like this. I, so he named things before we went, and he looked at them. Hmm. And then he picked something he's never heard of, never seen, and it's scary. And he doesn't like scary. <laughs> and he got this costume. And let me tell you, when you wear that costume, when he wears it and you don't speak anything, that is one. It doesn't even look it on this. If you see it, it is a crazy scary costume. Like, knowing somebody's in it, and they're wearing it in daylight, it's it still can freak you out. That's what that costume is. Yeah, I've seen, I seen... I, I don't understand like, that costume. There must be a lot of different brands and knockoffs, because I've seen I don't even know the originator or, of it. He was on Shark Tank. <clears throat> it's that like costume? a Shark Tank episode. Yeah, he went on Shark Tank and... and um, one of the sharks even said it to him. I think it was Robert. He was like, but this isn't anything new. He was like, I see these all over the place. And the guy was like, yeah, it's my design. They've knocked me off and blah, 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 blah. So, Really? That specific one, though? That's like creepy looking. It has extended fingers and toes. Oh, that's oh, what, I'm sorry. I, I just thought not, it was a, a gray a, body suit. No, I didn't see the fingers. No, that's not a straight body suit. Oh, okay, it, I did. It has a creepy face. It, there's a pattern to it. Oh, I, I, it yeah, just yeah, yeah. looked like a gray bodysuit to me. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, it has the fingers that are extended and pointy and the toes. Yeah, that's a specific creepy. Let me see. Oh, so he's. It's hard to tell in there. I'm trying to find you a picture right now. Uh, Ian, how the hell? Oh, okay, I see the fingers. I see the fingers. 
Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So it's, yeah, there is there. Are, the, the fingers are extended and creepy looking. How did you see the face? I don't understand. How did you see the kid's face? You never see it here. I don't. Where are you seeing the face? Oh, okay. I see it. There's. Can some, you? I don't know. I knew it's, it. It's, it's almost like a. I don't want to say yeah. venom, but it does. Right, it, a little bit like a venom. It does actually look like a a different version of venom. You're right. It does. Yeah, like a gray venom, gray velvet venom. Yeah, it's it's scary. Okay, well, all right, maybe it was real. Tell me what you guys think. Tell me if you guys thought it was uh, staged or not. Uh, Ian, do you want to get anything off your chest before we end with the post fight song of the week, my friend? I am Michel Moncherry. I'm excited. Um, for your post like post-fight song of the week as i always am so that's really nothing exciting to get off my chest other than i don't know you really don't give me any inklings of what direction you're going so i am excited okay great well that was a big waste of time uh let's <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was just, a filler the ian, ian ebbett fillers that's what that, that ian's the, on his phone doing something and he's just trying to fill time and waste another like 30 seconds 40 right. seconds of the podcast you're right you, a simple no i don't have anything to get off my chest <laughs> what a suffice all right I was showing you the picture. I found it. Oh, well, then why don't you do that? Say, hold on one second. I, w- I want to show you this hold picture. Hold on. I want to show you this picture. Okay, go ahead. Except I can't find the one where he's actually moving. Here's what it looks like. But when he's moving, there's one where he's moving. Oh, like dude, the ground. bro, that one's super scary. Yeah, Let me that's, see. That's, is, that's is, that that the same? is that the same? That's the same one. No, I'm saying this ain't. I don't know if this is the. You think that this that's is the, the same, same one as Pajeda's son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. It well, is scary. Well, you don't see the mouth. Yeah. On Pajeda's son. Yeah, because you could, it's uh, the angles, it's covered. You see. Now it legit looks a lot like Venom. Yeah. And you should see, there's a picture of him almost like crawling on the ground, quiet. And it, like, I know it's my son in that costume. I'm looking at him and but I'm he's like, creepy. That's kind of scary. Like, just stop <laughs> it. Look at your youngest. He's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> What is he there? He's like a military, like a special, ar- army. Special ops. Special ops. Special ops. He was all in. It's almost time for Halloween, bro. I'm sure you're excited. You already started thinking about where you're going to be. One of your favorite holidays is next month. It's, it's not St. Patty's Day, but it'll do. Yeah, it is. It is one of my top ones. And yeah, I I have this one. I mean, I ordered stuff that arrived yesterday. Look so. at you. You're on the ball. So this one's an easy one. You're looking one. for my knife. You're looking for your Halloween costume. You got all kinds of extracurricular activities right now. This, I am. I've been, and now that we're here, I found it. This is, we were talking about knives last week. I just happened to find this randomly. What are you showing me? The one that you thought I'd like? No. Oh. This is my. say, don't do that. This is my very first Oh, your father. Knife. The one your father gave you. Yep, when Let I was see. four. And this is, it's a fixed plate. Look how tiny. No, I can't see them all. In all. Let me see the phone. And it had a little sheath. Bro, I want to tell you something. Okay, so this this handle's round, first of all. It I is. Have, I have questions. It's did your Did your dad make this? No. Okay, never mind. My dad made a knife that he gave me that looks so similar to this. Really? The only di- yeah, the only difference is the handle's not round. It's, uh, it's oval. Mm. But it's interesting. We both have similar knives that our dads gave us but um a little bit different and you said this has a sheath it comes with a sheath that i cannot find you lost your dad's sheath bro I'm pretty devastated how did you lose the sheath I, I actually lost a bunch of sheaths and i don't know how i put them because i displayed my knives i put all the sheaths in a particular shoe box um okay yeah i, I understand i do that too 
and I don't know what happened to the box. I don't know if somebody accidentally threw it away. Oh, or I would murder people. And and I had I've had family members that I I've, I and freaking I lost, like to kill people when they do shit like that to me. I lost my mother used to do it all the time, and Ashley's done that a couple of times. She's thrown throwing my shit away by accident. I've lost a bunch. There were a bunch of sheets in there, and now <sighs> Again, I have I just, I just thinking about it that I can't even like carry. Like I, I'll have to go out and get a special sheath made or find one. That sucks, dude. Yeah. And here is the knife I told you about that you'll kind of like. That is the one I carried because it was a folding knife mm. from kindergarten for a long time. <laughs> kindergarten. That is. It's actually, still so funny. You yeah. carried a knife in kindergarten. And this knife is bigger than a kindergartner should have. Um, question. Yes, I was about to ask: Is this your hand now? And it is. Yes. I can see your tattoo. That's a big knife, Ian. Have it. it this is Especially cool. Especially for this, somebody that's in, like a little kid. Like it was. Dude, these like, look like, like my knives. Like this. this is more like my knives. That's a stiletto this looks style. Like a, yeah, it's a stiletto style. Yellow yep, stiletto style clip point. Dude, that's crazy. You. I mean, did you ever get caught? I mean, you weren't worried. Well, like if you got caught with this in school, I got caught with a knife in school, and I got a lot of trouble when I was younger. No, uh, I had it and I never talked about it. I never took it out of my pocket. No one ever knew. My sister got expelled from high school because of a knife, because of a steak knife that she brought to cut her food. She brought a steak for lunch. She was on like a diet or something, like a special diet. Okay. And she brought a steak knife to cut the food and they caught her with the steak knife and uh, they expelled her and it took like Half of the entire school year to get her back in school to graduate it was her senior year. We had to sue the school. Oh, really? Yeah. It's funny. My mother had to sue the school, get an attorney, and sue Oakland Catholic. Until this day, my dad doesn't even know it happened. Really? Can you imagine hiding some shit like that from your husband and your father and everything? Like your, your, The father doesn't even know this shit's going on. He doesn't even know that his daughter's not in school right now. That's crazy. Yeah, I think she ended up going to, uh, I think she was in like Riverview for like four or five months until it all got settled and they had to let her back in school. That's. Because, you know, Oakland had strict. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like like Central did. Like, you can't bring a knife to school. My sister had, I mean. Did she my show sister's the steak? Right there. Yeah, like you could see there. The like, steak was on it. It was dirty from the food. And my sister, I mean, I got to, I got, I got to admit I'll never forget what she said. She was like, what am I, an animal? Like, how am I supposed to eat my steak? How am I supposed to cut my steak up? Like, am I an animal? <laughs> I'll never yes. forget that. I was a kid. But, um, Ian, you know what th- You know what time that was? Do you remember when I told you that she came to me for money for an attorney? No, it was a different time she got in trouble. Never mind. <laughs> different. It was a different time she got in trouble. I was going to say, there's, that's not possible. I was too young. Hmm. But, yeah, so that's why I was curious if you ever got caught with yours. Nope, never. People didn't know. Why aren't you a good criminal? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, Would you let your kids bring a, a knife to school? Unfortunately, I, I, the rules of life have changed, so I can't. What are the rules you, of life that changed? I mean, you get because you get in major trouble now. Oh, got you. Like even if I got, you're, you're saying you're not worried about him. You're worried about him getting in trouble if he got caught with it. And you think if they would have caught you with it at the time, it wouldn't have been a big deal i don't think they would have they would have said hey you're not allowed to bring this to school and they would have called my house and i don't know they might have tried to suspend me and then my parents were like oh, well he carries it everywhere it's for protection and use and was he doing anything unsafe with it 
No. Did you ever get caught with anything in school that you weren't allowed to have? Did you ever get no. suspended or expelled? I got expelled for one day, and then they had to let me back in. Was that suspended then? Uh, no, he was like, you're expelled gone. Means, he was like, you're ex- gone. Expelled I, means you're never coming back. He said, you're go-. Yeah, and that's what he meant. He took me out of class. I'll never forget. His name was Dr. Paul. He's a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> I fucking hated this dude's guts. Everyone hated everyone in the school. We, you know, I had no luck, dude. This dude came along sophomore year. My freshman year, we had, um, I forgot what his name was, Brother Something. Everyone loved this. He was like the best. He was the best. He was fair. And then we had Mr. Wheeler. Mr. Wheeler was like the, he was like the keep everything in check dude of the school. I forgot what what his title was. Okay. Everybody loved him. Next thing you know, this new dude totally changed everything about Central Catholic. Everything. And, um... Mm. Nobody liked him. The teachers didn't like him. The brothers didn't like him. The students didn't like him. He hated my fucking guts. Like, when I tell you he hated my guts, he hated my guts. And he why? let me know ahead of time. Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know um, why he hated me so much. I think maybe because I was that type of kid where it was like, um, I wasn't intimidated. Like, I, I was probably a little bit of a smart ass, probably. Like, you know, like if he was probably trying to scare me. Yeah. My sophomore year, I'm probably like, I don't give a fuck about it. Like, you're not going to scare me. Like, now I'm old enough to where I know how to play the game. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I'll let authority talk to me a certain way, and I'll just let you do your thing, and yeah. let's be done with it. But in the end, I know I won because I played you. I let you think you're winning. I really don't care. Yeah. But at the time, I think I was so immature that um, I didn't want to uh, let authority talk to me any type of way, and he had it out for me. Big time, he had it out for me. And he... uh he heard that uh, he came and got me out of class and he said, you're gone. He was like, I got you. His exact words. I got you. You're gone. Get your stuff. Call your parents. Tell them to come get you. You're done. And uh, what happened was I had gotten to uh, a fight down. Um, it was like a, a mile or two away from school. During school hours? No, no. It was it was the weekend prior. Um, it was like Friday night after, I think it was a football game. I think it was a, no, 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 I'm sorry. It was Saturday night. It was a Saturday night. Um, I had issues with this one kid, him and his friends and me and my friends. And they drove me to Oakland and we, and we got into a fight. Long story short, we got into a fight. I got out of the car. We got into a fight. The two dudes I was with were a bunch of fucking pussies. They didn't even get out. I had to fight all three of them by myself. <laughs> fucking pieces of shit. Scumbags. I fucking hated their guts after. I didn't even get back in the car. I was like, I'll fucking get someone else to drive me home. You pussies, get the fuck out of my face. I never spoke to them again. I was so <laughs> mad. Um, I ended up fight, having to fight the three dudes that I got out of the car and the kid's dad who came out to help them. That sounds so crazy. Yeah. So I'm fighting four on one and the two dudes that I came with didn't have my back. So when I went to school, you know, he heard about the whole school heard about it. Central was small. We had 200 people in my class. What? 800 in the entire school. Yeah. So something like that happens. Uh, You know, we weren't Penn Hills like in Penn Hills high school. There's fights like four or five a day. Like Mm. it's nothing new. Ashley told me when a fight would happen, it'd be like, oh, okay, another one. You know, at Central, when a fight happened, it was a big deal if a fight happened after school or if something crazy happened on the weekend. So everyone knew about it. He ends up hearing about it. How he ends up hearing about it, to this day, I'm not exactly sure. He overheard somehow. So he expelled me 
on the grounds of uh, in Central's policies, you have to conduct yourself outside of school the same way you would in school. Like they, they had some sort of weird policy where if you bring any tort, tor- um, any sort of, excuse me, bad light yeah. on the reputation of Central, okay. they can expel you. And it doesn't have to be anything specific. You know, they can just make shit up on on what it was that embarrassed Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you if you got caught smoking cigarettes, like say you went to the football game and you were smoking a cigarette at the football game, and a teacher caught you, you can get expelled. Oh wow! Even though you're not on school grounds, it doesn't matter because you go to Central and you're representing the school. Well, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so he tells me to call my parents. I'm. That was probably the most scared and terrified I ever was in my entire life. Hmm. I was so scared because I was like, oh my God. Your parents are going to go crazy. I wasn't worried about my mother. I I wasn't worried at all about my mom. Like, not even the slightest. I was so scared that I had to go home right now and tell my dad that I got kicked out of high school and I have to go to Penn Hills now because I knew that's probably where I was going to have to go Hmm. because I couldn't go to Riverview because you had to be from Oakmont to go. Okay. Uh, and I didn't want to go to Penn Hills because Penn Hills was freaking ghetto. So I, I'm, I'm terrified to tell my dad and I'm terrified to go in the meantime because I just don't want to go to a ghetto ass school. Yeah. I just came from a private school. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't yeah, want to yeah. go to Penn Hills, even though I had a lot of friends from Penn Hills. Okay. Like a lot of my, one of my best friends was from Penn Hills. Ashley was from Penn Hills. A lot of the girls I got with were from Penn Hills. Okay. But I just didn't want to go to school. We could do whatever we do on the weekend together, but then you guys can go to the zoo. <laughs> but you guys can go back to the zoo on Monday and I'll go back to Central. Um, and uh, next thing you know, I call my mom at the pay, using the pay phone. I said, can you come get me? I got expelled. Next thing you know, in an hour, she showed up with our family attorney. Oh, snap. And this dude was a piece of shit, too. I don't want to say it on air. I'll tell you later why the attorney was, I hope he's fucking rotten in hell one of these. I think he got cancer and died, I think, which is amazing. Um, Hopefully, he's rotten in hell, too. The attorney to help you? Yes, the attorney that helped me. I think from what I heard, I I, I found this out like seven years ago that he ended up getting cancer and dying. I was like, that's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, you're on a roll today, man. You're all for it. When I tell you what he did, you won't think I'm such a bad guy for what I'm saying. You'll be like, oh, I understand. All right. Okay. So he says, uh, where's your principal's office? And I said, up the stairs here around the corner. So I start to like walk with them and show them where it is. And I'll never forget, it was pretty gangster. <laughs> and I ended up like getting a little bit of a reputation uh, for it. I go to the door. And when he knocks on the door or walks in the office, whatever it was, it's me, him, my mom. We all walk in. And Dr. Paul, the principal, goes, uh, Can I help you? Uh, you must be Lino's father. What a smirk on his face. Like, like he's so happy to tell my parents uh, that I'm yeah, expelled. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the dude, his name was Marty. I'll never forget. He was like, no, I'm Lino's attorney. And his fucking face, oh. like his soul left his body, dude. He turned, I mean, I'm talking bright red. And you, do you remember in the Bronx Tale, whenever they were in the bar and Kalojiro said, he's like, Nayans can't leave. And Kalojiro says, everything, all their power, their soul, everything left their body. They knew they fucked up. Yeah. Um, Dr. Paul says to me, either wait outside, yeah, wait outside or wait downstairs. I'll talk to them alone. And next thing you know, not even, I don't know, 20 minutes, 
they come back out and my attorney's like, go back to class. Oh, okay. And I went back to class. And to this day, I don't know what was said. Hmm. I don't know exactly what he said to him. I'm, I'm sort of, uh, man, making me shake talking about this because it's bringing back a lot of bad memories. I'm sorry. That it's a great dude. story, though. Um, yeah, I, I'm sort of, I, to this day, I think it had to probably do something along the lines of the attorney probably saying, like, look, whatever policy this is that you have Can't is, like, fucking it. bullshit. Like, yes. we'll sue the shit out of this school. Like, is that what you want? Do you want a lawsuit? Do you really want to, like, yeah, do you really want to want to fight this because you hate this kid this much? And um, that's it. And then, and then uh, I'll never forget for the next, like, three years of high school, everybody, all of my friends would walk around the hallway and they'd be like, are you Lino's dad? No, I'm Lino's attorney. <laughs> and then my friends would, like, say it at parties. They'd be like, no, I'm Lino's attorney. <laughs> like, everybody thought it was pretty gangster, which it was. It was yeah, pretty gangster. It is. Yeah, it was pretty gangster. So, um... How did we, uh, how did we, we were talking about knives, if you ever got caught with something. No. Yeah, that's what we were talking. You ever, you never got caught with anything. Yeah, you're right. Nowadays, if a kid gets caught oh, with a lighter in second grade, it's probably arson, you know? Yeah. He's trying to commit arson and. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. A big thing. Yeah. Okay, Ian, I bet let's, uh, let's bring things up a, li- a, a little bit. Let's, uh, let's end with the post-fight song of the week, shall we? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. This week's post-fight song of the week goes to.
<laughs> he is feeling it. I like your dancing. I like what you're doing over there. So that's uh, Bulletproof uh, by LaRue. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Oh, I have. Yeah, LaRue. I heard that song. It's a good song. Oh, I, did, I couldn't tell. I didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were listening to it, and I was like, oh. I yeah, I haven't heard in a while. Yes, I, I do know that song. It is a good one. And a hell of a pick on your part. Yeah, that's good. Yes, this is for uh, this is dedicated to Alexa Grosso because Mike Bell made sure that she went into that fight with a Teflon vest, and uh, I guess even when she loses, she somehow wins because she's bulletproof. There so you go. Somehow Alexa Grosso got out of that fight, and uh, I don't know how. I don't know how, but um, the fix is in. The fix is in. The fix and, is and in. And it's a bummer. It's all a bummer because. Alexa Grosso is awesome. She's an awesome fighter, an like awesome her, yeah. person, an awesome representative. It's a great fight. Just didn't win. And now all of a sudden, it's a shame that a judge's bad everything sort of bleeds a little bit. And people are, you know, it's a shame to see people say, like, oh, Grosso this. Well, it's it's not her fault. She fought a damn good fight. She didn't judge the fight. It's not her job. So it has nothing to do with her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good job. Did everything you were supposed to. You fought your heart out. You did well. You made changes. I had to watch awesome. my selfie. You're right. I, I started it's... finding myself like being mad at her. And I'm yeah. like, why are you mad at her? You like Alexa Grosso. You, yeah. you were just saying after the first fight about how you know you love Shevchenko, but if it had to be anybody, yeah. it would be Alexa Grosso. She's a sweetheart. And then now, you, why are you getting mad at the girl? So uh, and you're right, it does bleed do. a little it's, bit. Yeah, I had to not, stop myself. They're not together. They're not one of the same. You heard, by the way, Chris Cooney, he wrote in with the answer. I knew he was the right man for the job um, about the bat, biting the head off the bat and the dove, Ozzy Osbourne. I, he said that we were both right. He said that Ozzy Osbourne did bite the head off a dove and did bite the head off a bat. I forgot which bird it was. He said one of them was during a show and, it was and one was do- and one was during um right. a business meeting and, and the dove it- was like he did it three times like three different doves i think he put something's wrong with that dude if you could do something like that that's crazy I, I, that's I, so crazy i remember seeing like as he showed the picture i remember that's the one that i saw and it was it is it's disturbing right it is. And even as it's meant to be an act and whatnot, it is still it's so disturbing. You know, Ashley it's thinks so you're disturbing. a psychopath now, by the way. Oh, cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> she she what? heard the episode last week. What? And she was like, the fact... she No, this is how she starts. I'm sorry. She goes, dude, what the hell was that song you picked for the post-fight song of the week? She was like, you never showed me that song. She's like, when did you find that song? We start talking about it. She's like, that is without question the creepiest song I've ever heard. It made me so uncomfortable listening to it. And she's like, the fact that Ian said that he didn't find it disturbing at all is very worrisome. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was freaked out that you didn't feel any type of, like, 
weirdness from the song because that's how creeped out she got by the song. That's how creeped out I got. But someone came, not to your defense, well, it's sort of coming to your defense because they agree with something you said. Last week, you said that you felt Eminem had some songs that are... Yeah. Are, are, uh, What's are, the one? It's not Stan. It's another one word Kim? song. Kim? Yeah, that one is... Chris, speaking of Chris Cooney again. He, disturbing. Yes, he said that he feels that Kim is yep. much more disturbing. I agree. And again, I, I want to feel... Why don't I feel that with any Eminem? None of Eminem's songs, to me, are disturbing. I don't know why. Again, maybe going back to what I said last week, maybe it's because I feel like it's it's too much of an act, like how ICP doesn't disturb yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. And the Necro one is super disturbing because it's... It's just so real. It feels so real. So, but he he's Listen, like you. He agrees that okay. he found that he thinks Kim is the most disturbing song. L- have you listened to Kim recently? I don't need. I don't need to listen to Kim. Re- I that song is cemented. Like, yes, it's. I can hear it right now. I know everything about. Why would you like to listen to it? No, is that why you're I asking? Mean, no, I was just wondering okay. if you have recently. You I like, d- that whole album. Okay. Most Eminem. I don't ever. I don't ever have to hear again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. Um, but yes, it is. I agree. Listen, crazy. It's crazy. Bleed, bleed, bitch, bleed. Bleed, bitch, bleed. <laughs> like it is. It's a crazy song, but for some reason, I, it's just so Not, fake to me. Okay. The whole thing is very fake. And uh, you know what it's like? You have an actor, and um, let's, let's take Batman, for instance. The best Batman. What's his name? Well, I mean, I think it's a toss-up between Bale and Clooney. Think, Christian Bale. I think they're yes. sort of pretty tight. They're they're the best two. It's tough to pick one. And he was in American oh, Psycho. Oh, good for you, Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale. That's who I'm talking about. American Psycho? Uh, so, okay, there that's exactly what I'm talking about. All right, that's awesome. American Psycho. You know, that would be like me getting creeped out by Christian Bale because he did American Psycho. And I, I can't because he's an actor. Mm. So it doesn't creep me out. It's a, I know it's written. I know this is a piece of art. I know what they're doing here. This is a scripted thing. So and that's how believe, Eminem comes off to me is a scripted piece of work. So you believe the other one is just pouring their heart out. I told you, I think something is real. I think that dude really wants to fucking chop up bodies and shit. Dude, he made this one song once. <laughs> he made this one song once about drugs i need drug it's coming from the the perspective of a drug addict okay and it's just it's so it's so unbelievably weird i have to play this for you real quick i want to show you something else he made a long time ago it's called i need drugs Hmm. and and it's again just to show you this dude's mindset listen listen to this it's a yeah it's a remake off yeah it's a remake off of his beat I was going to say. When I come home from work, I'm fiending for an eight ball. I got crack on my mind. I'm hearing cocaine call. Telling me to beep the dealer to deliver me stuff. Keep it a secret from my wife because she thinks I don't use drugs. There I was, bleeding from my nose. And damn, I couldn't breathe. But I'm still thinking about the next gram. It's Friday night. I'm not trying to leave my crib, dude. I kill myself while the dealer's eating Japanese food. I ain't got no pride while buying the shit. I'm lying to myself. Telling the runner I'm trying to quit. It's all make-believe. I'll pretend that I'm true. And when you give me credit i'll dodge you every chance that i get to even if it's good i'll sniff it up in a minute beep you back and complain that you put too much cut in it if you fall for that and bring me a new sack i'll be making more crazy faces than jim carrey 
me on crack Cause yo I'm ripped, I owe you loot Plus I know you, I deserve to be murdered But the coke is doing it for you I got nerve, can you put them pills on my bill? Yo I'll tell you we're friends And yo we don't even chill, I need drugs YouTube, right? And I found this little video and it said Islam had a little trouble with drugs. But I don't see people talking about him. And so he was saying when he first came over that his school that he, he <laughs> does trained sound at a little Russia, bit like him. They just gave him vitamins, he, you know? If he's been saying doing in a, a, since, a little higher pitch instead of talking. Yes, that's what was throwing me off. Just, if he decided to sing in a little higher pitch, it's exact. But he talks at a little lower It's funny because he said drugs too. I just picked a random. <laughs> yeah, this was just <laughs> random. Dude, again, it is so. Just picture him singing instead of Gosh, talking. I don't know if I should do this. I was around on my YouTube, right? And I found this little video. And it said Islam had a little trouble with drugs. But I don't see people talking <laughs> about it. But what are the odds out so, of all the videos I picked? It was one he's yeah, mentioning. I need really drugs. That's funny. You're right. His voice is a little deeper. If he would talk with a little more high pitch, he, his, you're right. If he would sing instead of talk, he might get to that higher pitch. You're right, Ian Ebbett. Oh, my goodness. Very good. Very good job. Good oh, job. Oh, my goodness. And that's weird is... that last week's episode turned out to be... Did you see I put the Psychopath special? Uh, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, who the hell planned it that way? It's just had this, like, weird psychopath theme, you know, throughout it. The Strickland, and then we went into the the psychopath songs, and we were talking about all the kinds of crazy... It's weird. It turned into, like, a Halloween sort of theme to it. Kind of did, didn't it? It did. Yeah, yeah. Kick off the fall season coming up. Yeah, it did. Okay, Ain't you no know. pumpkin spice in that episode. Hell no. Nah. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ian Ebbett, I think that's it. You got anything else? No, I got a plane to catch. Okay, my man. Uh, that's it, everybody. Thank you for tuning into our show today. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Uh, if you guys haven't uh, reviewed the show yet, make sure you do on Apple Podcasts. As always, make sure to retweet the thumbnail. If you want to support the show, you know what to do. Go to slipthejetpodcast.com, excuse me, and donate money or buy merch. If you want to reach out to us, you know where we be. We on the tweet, tweet, at slipthejetpod. Myself at Lino the Cake and Ian at Kung Fu Baker. Ooh. How can you never talk about my couple bucket? Once again, thank you all for listening. We love talking to you. We love talking to you guys. And until next time, enjoy the fights. Stay safe. And we'll see you next week. Slipster Nation. From casuals to fanatics, we just want to say thank you to everybody for listening. If you love us as much as we love you, then smash that like button, smash that share button, and send us off to your friends. Most importantly, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and even its little brow brow Instagram. Not into social media? Not a problem. Swing on by slipthejabpodcast.com and send us a message the old-fashioned way via email. We'd love to hear your feedback, answer any questions you might have, or simply chop it up with you. Thanks again to everyone for joining us. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you next time.